Welcome to Batman News, the official podcast of BatmanNews.com. My name is Sean Gerber, and my usual co-host, Andy DiGenova, is still on assignment. So I'm bringing him back for the second time this week, my good friend and yours, Mark Hughes from Forbes. Mark, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Always glad to be here. The coffee's always good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the coffee's good only because you pay for it, not me. Um, so... The reason that we are back so soon, I'm, sh- I'm sure you all know, Matt Reeves is officially directing The Batman. We spent a lot of time talking about this just a couple days ago because that was based on the news that talks had broken down, and they did, and we talked about it, and we talked about not just that, but wh- all the reasons why we wanted Matt Reeves to come back and, and ultimately direct this film. So we won't necessarily rehash all of that today, although we will do it a little bit. Um, but when we were... Before we left that show, we kind of asked the question of what do we actually think is going to happen? And and Mark, you, I think you gave it about a 49% chance, so just about 50-50 of Matt Reeves coming back. And I laid out all the reasons why in my head uh, Matt Reeves would not come back, but that my gut feeling was that he ultimately would. And that, that, was, my, that was my feeling, that Warner Brothers would find some way to get it done. And they have. And it's official with a press release with quotes from Warner Brothers, with quotes from Matt Reeves. This is it. It's happening. Matt Reeves is directing the Batman. It's as official as official gets. So um, I am obviously thrilled by this news, Mark, because we, I said it before, I think Matt Reeves is not just, is more, I, I even said it, more valuable to the Batman franchise than Ben Affleck at this point. Not because, And that's not to say anything about anything negative about Ben Affleck. It's just simply that Matt Reeves strikes me as the kind of guy. And, and granted, the press release didn't say that he's going to do multiple films. Uh, but he strikes me as the kind of guy who, provided things go as well as, as we expect them to, would do multiple films. And is the kind of guy who could eventually... Uh, produce a trilogy the kind of guy who could be give us the next 10 years worth of great batman movies and and maybe that's you know getting ahead of myself but just for this even just for this one film you know once ben affleck was gone the the name that i immediately turned to as a lot of people did was matt reeves and i think it just it that's the guy who makes the most sense for this franchise, and I, I, I'm, I'm so, I am so thrilled that that's why uh, that this is how it's ended up, and I, and I'm glad it didn't. We didn't have to wait too long to find out. I'm glad that it only took a it from the from the time the news broke that it was you know that the talks had broken down. It took less than a week for him to be officially signed, and I'm glad we weren't in limbo for very long. Yeah, he was clearly the guy, and I've uh, I'll I'll. Always mention the fact that I, I wanted Matt Reeves to be the guy that took over Batman after Ben Affleck since uh, 2014. I told him that uh, on camera and continued to, to to point to him as the guy that I thought would be just as an example. Like, you know, if you get if, if Ben Affleck is gone, if he walks away, then there are good options. And uh, uh, Matt Reeves was always the name that 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 I, I mentioned because to me, he was the obvious guy before he ever was even on the official announced or the unofficially announced shortlist, uh, after Ben Affleck left, um, he was always the guy that was on the tip of my tongue. Uh, his name was always there as the person to do this. Uh, 
And I'm very happy that it worked out uh, on the show last week. Uh, I did. I unfortunately went with the 49 <laughs> percent. Uh, I had when the news broke of the breakdown of negotiations, I went on Twitter and I told people this is not the end. This is just for the moment. This is not necessarily the end of it. This is negotiations. And uh, I talked to other people and, you know, you know, and some other people know, I kept telling them this, what I'm hearing is negotiations are, are still there. Uh, this is not the end of things. And uh, I was confident that for a long time, that for a few days, I was confident he would come back. And when people asked me, who would you like to see replace him? My answer was always, uh, I'm not going to name other people right now. I'm not yeah. ready to move past Matt Reeves. I, I felt like he's go- that Warner is logically going to do what they need to do uh, to get him back. They wanted him. He was their top choice for the right reasons. He clearly was interested. Um, and that day when, when we were talking about it, I was feeling really kind of like, man, you know, I was, uh, I, I, the, the combination of things, told me that logically Warner should do it. They should back a Brinks truck up, beep, beep to his door, uh, and that I couldn't imagine how Warner, the studio that is so uh, filmmaker-driven, wouldn't do it. But I had been feeling that way for so long about these movies that uh, I was just starting, I was feeling down, and so I went uh, went from better than 50% down to 49% in my heart because I thought, can I really be confident that Warner is going to say we're going to put the money where it needs to be to get this done, and we're going to give him the control that he needs? And I'm so glad they did. Uh, I should have had more confidence and continued to have faith in him. Uh and I'm glad it happened. And I felt like logically it would. I just my heart wasn't behind the logic necessarily as far as being confident that they would do what they had to do in the time necessary well, before someone else jumped in. You were only 51 percent wrong. So it's really not that bad. Um, <laughs> it is a failing grade on any academic by any academic standard. But still, uh, it's not that bad. Um, so what I'm also going to we're also going to spend a lot of time doing is answering your questions because we have a ton of them that have come flooding in on Twitter with the hashtag Batman News uh, related to this and as well as a few other uh, developments. And we're going to get to them all. Uh, the first question that I want to address, though, is just regarding Matt Reeves. This one comes from at Dane Taylor 023. Why is Reeves so great if the director is given more attention than the character of Batman, then things aren't in a good place? I'm going to have to disagree with that. I mean, why is Reeves so great? I I think Reeves, well, Reeves is great if you look at his filmography so far. I I am a big fan of Cloverfield. I thought he did a great job with Let Me In, his remake of Let the Right One In. Uh, That was a movie that I I think ended up being a lot better than than people really thought it had any right to be. Uh, And then Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is one of the best blockbuster films of the last five years. And War for the Planet of the Apes looks like it's going to be just as good. This is a guy who does a phenomenal job of, you know, you mentioned the attention of care of the character of Batman. This is a Matt Reeves is, is the kind of director who is able to tell a big story without losing sight of the characters, and that that's I, I think a 
it's a very difficult thing for a director to accomplish. It sounds easy and it sounds simple, but once you're act, when you're in the grand scheme of making movies this big, it is easier for char- it is easy for characters to get lost, even though you don't think it would be. And Matt Reeves is great at that. His visual style, I think, is perfect for Batman. If you look at the tone of, uh, and you just look at the the aesthetic of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, there's a lot of things that Matt Reeves does that Matt Reeves has done that translate to well. First, first and foremost, he's just a great filmmaker, period. And that's that's where you want to start. Um, but then you, there are a lot of things that he has done that you could see, that at least I can see, and I'm sure you can as well, Mark, that would that very easily translate over to the Batman franchise. So that's all of those th- reasons and, mo- and many, many more are what make Matt Reeves so great. And then in terms of the director being given more attention to the character of Batman, well, the character of Batman is nothing without a person to tell the story. Like that... You, you know, the the way you get a good story about the character of Batman is by hiring great storytellers, and Matt Reeves is a great storyteller. He is a great filmmaker, so um, that's why I don't necessarily agree with the question or the conclusion there that things aren't in a good place. the The focus is always on who's telling the story when we're talking about these films as they're being developed. We already know that Batman's great. There's not there's not really a whole lot to talk about there. We all we're all fans. We all understand that Batman is this wonderful character that we've all been in love with for forever. Um, but when it comes to, but when it comes to the, the prospect of a new film, it's all about who, what are the, what are the pieces being put in place to tell this next story? And obviously the actor who's playing Batman is a huge part of it. Who's writing the script is a huge part of it. And then the other big piece of the puzzle is in arguably the biggest piece is who's directing and Matt, and we have Matt Reeves so i think that's great and that's why and that's why the attention is more on the director right now is because until yesterday we didn't have one so uh, that's why that's why it is the story and why the dire- who the director is is going to get uh the vast majority of the attention right now i i think you might be hinting at more of like the if the director's style is taken is you know trumps who the character is if this i don't know if maybe dane if you're referring to maybe like a tim burton batman returns kind of situation maybe that's part of what you're looking at um i don't really know i'm only speculating there but i mean i I certainly agree with you that no matter who's directing they have to get the character right that's that's 100 percent true but i think the reason why people are so excited about matt reeves is people believe that his sensibilities work very well with how most of us understand batman and i think that's going and it should translate to a great Batman film. Time will obviously tell if we're right in in having so much faith in Matt Reeves, uh, but I don't have... There's nothing about his career to this point that is going to give me me any feeling other than extreme confidence. Well, um, first of all, the reason that there's so much attention on the director instead of on Batman, the character, well, every time we talk about Matt Reeves, Batman's in the sentence because we're discussing him being hired to do Batman. Secondly, the reason the attention and focus is all on Matt Reeves and on the director instead of the character right now is because they don't – the issue isn't that Matt Reeves is making a movie and he's trying to find the character. No, the issue is – the story is they're hiring a director. Matt Reeves is the director they've hired. So, of course, he is right now going to be the focus of the attention because he's the guy they're hiring. So that's just kind of a a logical way that stories in the news play out. Whoever the topic of the story is, what is the story? It's not that a Batman movie is being made. We knew that was happening. We knew that was always going to happen. It's happened before. It's happened a bunch. It's going to happen a bunch again in the future. (laughs) 
Secondly, if the director doesn't really matter and it's that's not what's important, then fine. Why? Let's get Yui Bowl to make a Batman movie. <laughs> you know, would you like that? How do you feel about that? How about we get a director who, uh, let's get one of the directors that said they hate superhero movies and that don't like Batman, that called Batman a fascist character and said that people that are into superhero movies are infantilized and emotionally stunted. Uh, let's get that director to come make it. If it doesn't matter to you, if Batman is what matters, not the director. So, you know, my point is just I'm being a little facetious, but the point is obviously nobody would really nobody really thinks that the director doesn't matter because if that's the case, you don't you wouldn't care who directs the movie. You'd say, well, it doesn't matter who's in charge of the vision and interpreting the character and creating the story. As long as there's a guy in a Batman suit named Batman and Bruce Wayne or Dick Grayson, then that's all that matters. Uh, and none of us are going to say that. So I don't think uh, I, I think. Matt Reeves, besides all of that, deserves the attention he's getting because anyone that thinks Matt Reeves hasn't proven himself right now by this point is wrong. I'm sorry, you're just wrong if that's what you think. Uh, and you can say, well, it's a matter of opinion. Yeah, but your opinion's not right. It's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Reeves, when, he, when the uh, rise of the planet of the apes is one of, as you said, I'll even go longer. It's. I don't just think it's one of the greatest blockbusters of the last five years. I think it's one of the great blockbusters of the 2000s so yeah. far. And he tells stories. Those movies, they're CGI, they're action-driven, they're genre-driven, and yet they're character-driven. Mm -hmm. The emotional depth in the characters, the emotional depth he puts into talking apes, CGI apes in that movie, and the, the, the performances he gets out of the actors in those roles, when half the time they're not speaking, they're so using sign language. Think about that for a moment. And what that movie, how it translates onto the screen and how emotion, much emotional buy-in and resonance there is, it's phenomenal what he accomplished. Even in Cloverfield, when you go back and watch that movie, a lot of people think of it as just a giant monster movie. The characters and the personalities of the people and what they're doing and why and how they're rea reacting with each other is really what makes that movie work. If it was just a, a a handheld camera, shaky, 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 and then there's a big you know CGI monster coming in and knocking stuff over, we've seen plenty of movies like that, and they're not all great, and they don't all become classics, and they don't all have huge fan base around them. Because they're not all as good as Cloverfield was, plain and simple. Yeah. And I, I've seen extended footage from War for the Planet of the Apes, and it's going to surpass Rise of the Planet of the Apes. You mean, Dawn, is, you mean Dawn of Dawn, the Planet I mean, of the Apes? Yeah. yeah. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Uh, it's going to surpass Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, which is a remarkable feat. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was, I believe, on par with The Dark Knight. This is a filmmaker who's done not just great smaller films. He's done great mm -hmm. blockbuster filmmaking. He has a vision for the the franchise going forward. Um, and that, I think, is what a lot of the negotiations were about. Beyond just the questions of the basics and the contract, I think his creative vision and getting – coming to an agreement with Warner about how what he was going to do. I, I'm pretty sure how long he was going to do it, that kind of thing. Well, that actually uh, is all that, part of it. Yeah, well, that actually sets up our next question. Do you think, and it, I'm sorry, this one comes from at Shamim Mondal 5 or Call Me Sammy on Twitter. Do you think Matt Reeves signed on for a trilogy or just the Batman? 
So do you think he I, already has a multi-film deal? I think, well, I, it, this is all this is all pure guesswork. Every the the implication of the things that I heard were that it was he's not just signing up to be a director for hire to make one movie. That's the way I heard it was he's not signing up to be a director for hire for one movie. Whether it's a trilogy, I don't. I'm not going to say that it's like a set three films. Sure. Uh, I think probably the smart thing would be for him to say. You know, uh, to want the creative control and to say, I want to be able to do more than just one film. I don't want to just be a one and done. Um, This is such a big franchise. This is such a big film. The implications there are really big. Hypothetically, I mean, maybe it is just one movie. Maybe they're only going to do one Batman movie. Maybe that Batman movie is going to lead into Justice League 2 and the other DCU movies that they're going to use. They may wrap up this DCU with that, for all we know. They may expand it. They may go in a different direction. I don't know. My guess, though, is that, no, they're, this is setting up multiple movies. Uh, that's I'm, If I was going to put money on it, that's what I would put money on right now. And I, would have, I wouldn't even hesitate to take money out and put money on that at the moment. Yeah, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he has actually signed a contract for a second and third film because right. typically directors don't sign those three picture deals the way that actors do. Um, usually directors tend to sign one at a time. Christopher Nolan was one at a time for each of his Batman movies. Um, even though, But even though they, they usually only sign for one film at a time, there is kind of that understanding that if things go well after the after the first film and we all still kind of agree on what the vision is supposed to be going forward then yes i you know the the idea for matt reeves would be, i think matt reeves would like to make more than one batman movie provided everything goes well that's not the same as necessarily saying he has absolutely signed on and is now contractually right. obligated to make uh two or three batman movies um that is atypical for directors so but so the reason I, I clarify that is even if he hasn't signed for multiple films, that's not a sign that he won't make multiple films. Right. It's just it tends to be how the contracts with directors usually end up working. So, but I, I do think he he has it in mind at least to make multiple films. I, I I don't see this as something that he's doing as kind of a a one off. I mean, he made two uh, Planet of the Apes movies. He might make another one if he has time to do it between Batman films. Who knows? Um, so this is a guy who's already proven that he's willing to stick around a franchise when things are going well and people are receptive to his vision and, and everybody's enjoying it. And certainly if things go well with the first film, Warner Brothers is going to do everything to keep him. Uh, they're going to let him do whatever he wants to do creatively. They're going to pay him what he wants to be paid. Uh, if there's a raise that's going to be due from film one to film two and then presumably film two to film three. So I think all of those things will... Um, I do think all of those things can can absolutely happen. So whether or not he's technically signed, I don't know. But I do believe that Warner Brothers and Matt Reeves are approaching this with the intention and with the understanding that should it go well, they will continue on and, and make more films together. Um, and I think because that would be in the best interest of everybody. It's great for Matt Reeves. It's great for Warner Brothers. And certainly it's great for all of us fans if we're in the, enjoying these films and, and we're going to get more. Um, and, and I think that kind of sets up the the other question that I know everybody was was really thinking about is is where is where is Ben Affleck in, in all of this? 
Um, we were asking that question when we were reading the press release. You and I were together when the news broke yesterday uh, and the press release was was being sent out. And we were wondering as we read through it, where's Ben Affleck? And a lot of people were wondering and we were wondering what that meant. Well, it turns out, even though it is kind of a weird omission in a press release to not mention the star who's attached to a film, um, even though that that omission was strange, it appears that everything is still just okay with Ben Affleck being attached to star in this movie. He sent out a tweet welcoming Matt Reeves to the Batcave. Matt Reeves responded to that tweet with a thank you. And Jeff Johns also uh, got into that tweet thread uh, responding to Ben and uh, and Matt Reeves. So it appears at this point, Mark, that it's uh, the obvious implication of the tweet. Now, I know Ben Affleck didn't say, I'm still starring in it, but he did, you know, he could have been. He could have been welcoming Matt Reeves to the Batcave just as he's leaving, I guess is one way you could interpret the tweet. But I do think the implication was very much that Matt, that Ben Affleck is still a part of this. Um, and I even, and I know we've, we've kind of been down this road before because of the whole Jimmy Kimmel thing and Ben Affleck saying on national television that he was still going to direct. And then not long after that, we got the announcement that he wasn't directing. So I wasn't necessarily ready to immediately buy into his statement that he was going to star when he made the announcement that he was no longer directing. But now that a director is officially hired and Ben Affleck sends out this tweet, um, I'm, I'm changing my approach on this. You know, Before, I, I had said that my gut feeling was that Ben Affleck was not going to stay. Now my gut feeling is pretty much just a little unsure. But Ben Affleck reiterating the point or through by at least implying a reiteration of the point that he's still going to be a part of this uh now that matt reeves has been hired makes me feel a little more confident in what he's saying uh because i i would imagine at this point he knows what matt reeves is is at least hoping to do with this batman film uh and ben affleck may feel like he's still going to be part of it so uh, i can't say i'll still be totally shocked if we find out that ben affleck doesn't star in this but i'm now starting to lean towards thinking he will uh, really, the way I'm approaching this right now is I'm going to go ahead and take him at his word for now, um, but I'm I'm also not going to get too attached to the idea of him starring until maybe not until we see him show up on set, uh, just because I, I still think that possibility is out there. I just don't think it's uh, I, I just don't think the chances of, of him walking away completely are quite as high as maybe I would have thought just uh, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, I think. Th- and I, I want to preface this. I want there's. I think there's something that that's kind of important to say here. Um, a lot of fans were at, yesterday, and then continuing this morning, are making a lot of really disparaging remarks about Stephen over at Collider and about um, uh, him and John Campia, particularly, still saying that they're not convinced that Affleck is going to make this movie and that they still believe that if he does do this movie, they say, you know, they, they think he will possibly do this movie, but that if he does, he won't do movies after it, that if he does it, it'll be his final movie as Batman. That's what they lean toward and what they think. And a lot of fans are really angry at them and are going on about it. And I would just like to say to fans you know, nobody can tell you how how to live your life and how to react and how what emotions to have, and nobody can tell you whether to just express your resentment at people over them saying what they think or what they've heard. But I'm really worried that DC fans are going to get a really bad reputation if this kind of reaction continues, because every time an outlet or a journalist says that they've heard something negative, if you get mad 
because the buzz or the rumors that they've heard aren't something you like, and so you resent them for having heard this and for telling you, then what you're saying is just tell me things that I want to hear. And what you're going to wind up with is what we're already seeing a lot of, which is outlets that run bogus information as clickbait just to get you to react and just to feed you and keep you Uh, either happy or constantly enraged because you're telling them only one of two things works on you. Tell you only what you want to hear so you'll keep coming back for candy, essentially, or say things to make you mad because then you keep coming back and keep talking about them, which is – that's what clickbait is, and you feed it with that kind of a reaction. I'm going to say right now, nobody listening to this should have any illusion if they're honest and informed about whether or not I've been supportive of the DCU. I've been supportive of the DCU in the face of everyone complaining and telling me I was wrong about Batman v Superman being good, that I was wrong about Suicide Squad, that I was wrong to have faith in Ben Affleck when everyone was telling me he was going to quit as director. I heard it everywhere. And I chose to have faith and believe when I heard from other sources have faith and when Ben Affleck went public and said, I'm going to direct this movie 10 days before he quit uh, and said it at a time when realistically we all know now he was negotiating to step down as director. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's important that fans understand I've heard the same rumors and the same things that Stephen and John Campia are talking about. And I've told you previously, I've said it on Twitter and I've mentioned it in articles, that I'm increasingly concerned that Ben Affleck isn't going, either wasn't going to star in this movie and was going to be replaced somehow or that he would star in this movie and then leave afterward. And I still feel that there is a strong chance that that's going to happen. I personally, my sentiment now is that Matt Reeves is on board and either either Ben Affleck has agreed to make this film and then what happens in this movie, which we'll get to shortly because there's actually some evidence to support the possibilities of this happening. Either Affleck is going to make this movie and then hand off the cowl to someone else or he's attached because he's a producer and the confirmations that he's still attached to the project are more about him being a producer and helping develop the project. And they've got until probably August before anything has to really start moving on this because, you know, Matt Reeves has worked as a job of the eight. <laughs> he's, he's finished. He's there's work still to be done yeah. to prepare that movie. It comes out in July. He's going to be doing pressers for it mm-hmm. and he's going to be on TV and doing things and watching in the aftermath of its release. So until the start of August, assuming he takes no break whatsoever, August is the earliest and we're only in February folks. Yeah. March, April, May, June, July, five months away. A lot can happen in five months. Yeah. A lot can happen in five months. 
I think it's possible. And I'm not, I mean, I know there are people who are going to say, why can't you just be happy and let us have happy news? You can have all the happy news you want. You don't have to listen to anything you don't want to listen to. But we're here to talk about it. And when you bombard us day after day asking us, what have you heard? What do you think? What do you feel? What's going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? You can't get mad when we answer you and say, don't tell me rumors. Why are you speculating? Well, because 99% of fans ask us to speculate all day long, nonstop. Yeah, And if you, you can't say, I want you to speculate and then assume that I'm going to be a mind reader and only tell you speculation you like. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you honestly what I've heard. If you don't want honesty, you've got a lot of fan sites to go to where people will lie their ass off to you to get you to come back or who will just post clickbait to make you mad so that you spread it everywhere like people usually do. Don't get mad at people for being honest with you. This idea that it's always biased. If somebody tells you something you don't like, they're inherently biased. That's not true, and fans really need to get past that. Whether you think there's a lot of negativity about the DCU out there or not isn't the point. Right now, we're discussing is an actor going to do a job based on a contract for a business that's what this is about right now. Mm-hmm. And realistically, I don't think – I think I, – I am with you, Sean. I think my – I'm willing to once again go out on that limb of saying I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt even though I keep hearing and the same people who told me there's script problems, the same people who told me Affleck is going to quit directing. Don't believe it. What he says publicly is not true. He has to say that. Don't resent him for it. He had to say it. He was, you know, it's a business situation. But realistically, those people kept telling me what was going to happen, and I didn't believe it. And those are the people who are telling me now that Ben Affleck wants out, and that's unfortunate. And I think there's a lot of reasons and a lot of reasons that we can all understand why that might be the case. And when we say wants out, that shorthand, that makes it sound worse than it is. Uh, I think it's a case of, well, Ben Affleck would probably love to keep playing Batman indefinitely, but there are factors involved that make it difficult for him to stick around and say, I'm going to keep putting on this giant heavy suit for six months at a time and put my career in every other regard and my family life on hold constantly. That gets difficult. That's asking a lot of somebody to do because we like him as Batman. He's still a human being. I mean, and I think that's the thing that we so easily forget and we always put things in we always view these things from our our own perspective as fans which is if i was six foot three and built like a truck i would want to play batman <laughs> and you couldn't get you know you couldn't get me to stop playing batman yeah. uh, especially at, if you played him a couple of times and everybody raved about it and yeah. thought you were awesome so i mean which I, happened yeah so like from my perspective i would think that if i ever got the job playing batman that's all i would want to do i wouldn't even want to have any other roles because that's the thing is i don't i don't have a desire to be an actor i just really love batman and I think that's the you know that's the difference between somebody like Ben Affleck and and a lot of us fans. It doesn't mean he doesn't like Batman. He loves Batman. He's spoken many times uh, about how he loves playing Batman because in in large part because his son thinks that he is Batman. Um, you know, Matt Damon told the story has told that story of Ben and I think Ben's already told it of you know the 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 FedEx guy pretends to be the Joker because he wears the Joker color scheme and you know Batman Ben Affleck gave him 20 bucks so that Batman can tell the Joker to come to go away every day to put on that show for his son so we know that Ben loves this role um and, and it's not like you know if for some reason Ben does ultimately walk away it's not going to be because he doesn't like Batman there are going to be 
it, it would be a huge decision for him to to do that, and you would never be able to narrow it down to one factor. No matter what we hear, uh, we would never get the whole truth on it. Unless Ben himself were going to open up and say everything about it, and he would be under no obligation to. Um, but yeah, getting back to that point, I mean, if this is what people are hearing, then then that's what they're going to say, um, you know. And, and I think it's fair to you know, and I think it's fair to say, you know, I think it's fair to report what you're hearing, and, and as as long as you're classifying it correctly, you know, if you're if you're hearing rumors, there's there's nothing wrong with saying this is these are the rumors that i'm hearing as long as you're identifying them as rumor and not saying i've officially heard that ben affleck is out when that's not what when that's not what you've heard so as long as you're giving the right classification to what you're reporting when you're reporting it then i don't necessarily think there's uh i don't think there's any issue there all right but speaking of ben affleck and how many films he's going to be in whether let's let's assume that he's at least part of the batman for for the sake of this question and again taking him at his word so far that he's gonna that he's gonna be part of it that he's gonna star in it um the the next question that we have comes from uh, at classy ulysses do you think that ben will stay for more than one standalone movie since matt reeves is taking over i think that's the sixty four thousand dollar question i don't know the answer to that question honestly i mean obviously we know we know the rumors that are out there that of uh, you know he either doesn't want to be Batman anymore or he wants to you know finish his deal and do this one Batman movie and then be done. So I don't know, but there is you know rather than just focusing on on the rumors that keep getting repeated and and I'm again I'm not trying to disparage anyone repeating them because I I understand that people are saying that because that's what they're hearing and it's fine for them to say it. Um, as far as what I think is going to happen, I, I really. I don't know, but this is the question that I would want to that I would want to know the answer to probably the most desperately if I was Warner Brothers because I think this determines this question goes a long way in and not just determining whether or not Ben Affleck wants to be Batman, but whether or not I as the studio want to want him to be Batman because if you have Matt Reeves taking over and doing what uh you know he called a an epic and emotional new take on the cape crusader you know that when you say new take like i mean i understand every movie made by a different director gets a chance to be a new take but it also kind of sounds like a new beginning um you know that matt reeves is almost hinting at which is not to say they're doing the origin again separate thing but um you know, I, I would really want to know the answer to that question because I, I think it's fair to fair to wonder or fair to, to think about if if Ben doesn't want to do more than one film and Matt Reeves does, even if Matt Reeves isn't signed, but at least they have, like I mentioned before, kind of that unofficial understanding and expectation, then maybe you do consider recasting, unless you're gonna do the other possibility, and we'll talk about that separately when when we get to it. But I, I you know that would be the question of if if I want to make another a new put it this way if I want to make a new Bruce Wayne Batman trilogy um, or at least that's what I'm eyeing in the future and Ben Affleck doesn't want to do that then if Ben if Ben for sure doesn't want to if he just wants to do this last one and then he's done then I, I think it's actually in Warner Brothers' best interest to recast I, I really do to let him out of his contract and and recast. But if Ben is willing to do this one and is at least open to it, if he tells Warner Brothers, look, I'm not going to sign on 
for more films because maybe Matt Reeves isn't signed on for more films. But I'm just as interested in he is. If everything goes well, I, I, I unofficially agree that we will go ahead and, you know, that I will certainly consider continuing on as Batman if everything goes well with this new Matt Reeves film that we're doing together. So as long as Ben Affleck is open to the possibility of more films and open to, you know, just like Matt Reeves, we presume would be, then I think everything's, you know, then I, then I think everything's okay. And that's what you stick with. Uh, but if he, if he's closed the door on that and he just wants to make one film or no films and be done, then I think you just, uh, I, I think you just let him be done. Uh, personally would be my call. But as far as, uh, do can I see the possibility of Ben potentially being interested in doing more films now? Yes, I yes I, I can absolutely see that possibility. I, I think if Ben is allowed to have a, a break and now that he's been you know have more time being free of all the responsibilities that come with having to be the person who's who needs to direct this film, if he gets to go back to just being you know an actor and of course a producer, not that a producer, I mean. That's a big job, but there are multiple producers on a movie, and they don't all carry the same weight in terms of the workload. So if, ben, if Ben's primary focus just continues to be acting, then yes, I could see him potentially enjoying the experience more again, uh, like he seemed to be enjoying the experience of making Batman v Superman. Things didn't seem to start getting negative until there was a lot more being put on his plate you know after batman v superman and during the filming of justice league when he had to also develop his batman solo movie uh while also doing post-production on live by night like when the workload was just playing batman as it was in batman v superman we didn't hear about all these problems um and i do wonder if maybe spending a little bit of time just playing batman again will recharge his batteries and remind him of why he's enjoyed playing this role so much and maybe that will make him open to multiple films so that's why that's another one of the reasons why my you know my gut feeling that he won't do it has kind of subsided recently is i'm i'm starting to see more of the possibility of how ben affleck could potentially be interested in more films not saying that that's what he's happened that that's what's going to happen and no that's not a rumor that i've heard that's just my own personal uh speculation on it but i i could see it yeah, I'm, I'm right now. I'm tentatively at the point where I think, uh, you know, there's still definitely a possibility that he might walk away, and that they, if they're developing what they said is going to be a new, you know, take on the character and everything, um, that it's possible we could be looking at a situation where uh, a few months from now we hear that. Ben is going to con- remain as producer and that it's going to be more, you know, a, a recasting kind of situation. But that said, if it's not, we're, we're talking about whether, you know, if he is making this movie, I, I think I'm at the point where I tentatively believe he's maybe going to make this movie and that it's a, it'll be his last movie. I have trouble imagining him making more than just this one movie. Uh, so I'm not real confident that that's going to happen. Uh, I've I, I just unfortunately that doesn't seem like it is in the cards uh, from from what I've been hearing. But on the other hand, I don't remotely uh, dismiss the the fact that there's a big difference between playing Batman in a movie and which is what he originally signed up to do, uh, even though there was an understanding that down the road, like, Hey, you know, if things go well, there'll be a solo Batman movie and hopefully we'll discuss you making it and directing it and all that. But at the time he was just playing Batman and, uh, that's a really different situation than being expected to write and direct a Batman movie while you're also starring in it. 
it's clearly, as you said, that's a whole lot more work to do. So I think it's possible that given the breathing room and given the next several months before it's necessary to really start moving fast on this project or really getting into pre-production, um, I think I think it's very possible that Affleck might kind of uh, feel uh, feel happier with it. And even if he is currently thinking about walking away, uh, I think it's very possible that he could talk to Matt Reeves, uh, look at what Matt Reeves is going to do and say, you know, this is uh, I'm able to get excited about this again. I feel like I felt when we were going into making Batman v Superman uh, and I was playing Batman and I thought this is a vision and a, a character that I'd really like to portray. So maybe that's what it turned. Maybe it just turned out that what happened was Ben got at a point where he looked around and decided, you know, I don't I don't really want to be the guy that's writing and directing Batman movies. I want to be the guy that puts the suit on and plays Batman. But I'm not really I'm not at the point where that's what I want to do is is make the movies uh, in as far as being behind the camera and writing. And it could be that having that removed from the equation lets him get back to what he enjoyed about the character in the first place. So hopefully he's going to play Batman in, in the Batman after all. And we'll, we'll have to see whether that translates into more, but, uh, I am, you know, I'm, I'm with you on thinking that tentatively it sound, I'm willing to take him at his word again and, and take the studio at their word. Now, so far what I've, it seems like what's been said is that he's, uh, Ben Affleck is still attached and that could mean producer, you know, but I'd also don't want to, try to read more it's it's becoming impossible to read in too much into these things and there's so much out there we'll know when we know that's the bottom line is we'll know when we know and right now they're saying he's going to do it and he's saying that you know he's acting as certainly as if he's involved it was it was weird no matter what anyone says or tries you know to to claim that we shouldn't read too much into it you know, if if you're saying that the lack of any mention of Affleck's name in all of the public statements is doesn't mean anything, and that it's not even noteworthy that everyone's crazy for taking for pointing out Affleck's name wasn't in those things. If you're insisting that we're overreacting to the lack of his name in any public statements, then I'm sorry, you're spinning. Yeah. If you're a journalist and you say it, you're spinning. And no, I, no offense. It's just you know, I, I think that it's kind of going overboard to act like it, people shouldn't be asking these questions. Of course, we should be asking these questions because this happens all the time. It's a business, right? Well, it's fine uh, to it, ask. It's it's fair to ask the question. It's just you know, it, as long as we're not drawing a conclusion. But it is, it right. is, you know, it, it was a strange omission, and it was fair to point out that that was a strange omission, and and ask and wonder why his name was omitted. They, it was perfectly fair to uh, it was perfectly fair to wonder that. Um, I want to get to yeah. uh, and, and it doesn't necessarily. I'm not saying it does mean something. I'm just saying it's yeah. fair to note it. And right. at this point, I am taking them at their word. I think Affleck. I'll, I'll assume that he's going to make this movie for now. Yep. Uh, let's go to, go to our next question from at Ponus Prime or Tor Tenervi on Twitter. Uh, do you guys still think that Batman can hit in 2018, or are we looking at 2019? Uh, with Ape still in post plus Reeves press tour. I'm leading 2019. I, I would be very surprised if 2018 was still feasible. I mean, I know, like, I know it's still possible for a late 2018 release. Uh, summer 2018 definitely seems out of the picture because Matt Reeves won't be able to even really start pre production on this. And I mean, until the fall of this year. So, yeah, if they get into production by 
late 2017 they could still make a late 2018 release date but why rush it at that point like and and i do think warner brothers would even though i know a lot of blockbusters come out in the fourth quarter of the year and they do very very well i do tend to think that warner brothers would still greatly prefer batman to be a summer franchise as it has been um and I, and I think they trust uh, Batman as a summer friend. They trust Batman in that space because he's done so well there. So I, I do think that Warner Brothers would rather wait until 2019. Um, if, if they had the choice between rush to get it out by November, December 2018 versus properly take your time to develop this and drop it in the summer of 2019, they will opt for 2019. I, 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 at this point, I have zero expectation that they will be able to get this done in time for 2018 or that they would even really try. Yeah. I'd be worried if they said they were still trying for 2018 at this point, because, uh, the only way this movie's not going to get into production until August at the earliest. And, uh, it's, that would assume that the script you know, if we just assume the script's done and that there's not going to be any rewrites, that Matt Reeves isn't going to want anything changed, that his new take on the character is to come in with a pre-existing script and do that, and that that's Matt Reeves' new take on the character is something, you know. Uh, if we assume that, then they could get started in August. And if he runs from the press junkets and he's running from the the war for the Planet of the Apes press junkets, and he's like, gets in the car and is like, quick, get me over to the Warner lot. We got to start filming. And he starts filming. It's going to be August at the earliest. Okay, if he's filming a Batman movie in August, then the earliest it could possibly there's unless you want a rushed production that they don't take enough time on, the earliest that it could come out then would be the following August if he takes only 12 months between the start of production and the release date, which is not, I don't think that that's rarely reasonable. I think it'd be closer to 14 months. Um, if you're talking about an, a Batman movie, are you going to release a Batman movie in August, September? You know, no. Well, Christmas would be possible, uh, but I, I really have my doubts. So I think at this point, 2019 is the date, and I don't. I would be shocked, shocked if we heard 2018 was the release date, and I would actually be worried if we heard 2018 was not horribly. I'm not saying, oh my gosh, I'm going to write an article claiming it's the disaster, but I'm going to say. I really hope that they have a perfect script and that Matt Reeves has already scheduled a car to rush him from junkets to directly to the Warner lot to start filming if they're going to try to release it in 2018 because that's really pushing at this point. So, no, I don't think uh, I don't think we're a 2018 fans may want it. And I know we always want we want it now, not tomorrow. And we'd rather have one cookie today than two cookies in an hour or whatever. I'm I can be the same way about it. You know, I understand as a fan, but we have to be realistic and we love these properties. We want what's best for them. 2019 is probably best for this property now yeah it again more important than getting it right now is getting it right and that's you know that's what it comes down to and i agree with you i would also be a bit concerned if they were still shooting for 2018 because i would just think how are you gonna do that (laughs) like i Mm -hmm. i i would feel much better if i knew that they were taking their time because I'll be surprised if they start filming before spring of next year. I don't honestly. Well, I, I certainly don't expect them to start production this year in, in this calendar year. I, I don't have any expectation of that because pre-production takes a while. You know, like pre-production is usually a at least a few months. So by the time 
uh, Matt Reeves can even get started on it. And and they're not going to go right into pre-production when Matt Reeves is off the press tour. Like he's going to want a little bit of development time. You know, I'm sure there's probably some stuff that can happen. You know, if he wants to have another writer come in and do a rewrite, all of those things can that that can actually happen now. You know, because he can he he can do that 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 part of it can happen uh, between now and while he's still working on Planet of the Apes. But he's still there's still going to be a lot of other stuff that has to happen before pre-production truly begins in earnest. Um, and he all of that kind of stuff he's going to have to do after after he's done with Planet of the Apes. Uh, and then, and then you're going to have at least a few months worth of pre-production. So, just from a pure logistical standpoint, it's really hard for me to see them getting into production in 2017, unless it's like December 31st, 2017. Because <laughs> the other, well, yeah. the, and the other thing you have to keep in mind is, you know, a lot of productions and, and Hollywood in general kind of shuts down around the holidays. Everybody goes yeah. on, even movies that are in production plan a holiday break and everybody, they stop, everybody goes home, spends their time with their families, and then they come back uh, and start up in, in January. So that's the other thing to consider is that I don't think they're going to you know, plan to work through Christmas to make the Batman. And I, and I know yeah. that you, a lot of you roll your eyes on that because you work holidays and I get it. So like I... I, I understand, but when you work in a business where you don't have to do that, you don't do it, and you know that yeah. that tends to be the way that that a lot of it goes. Well, ask uh, ask yourself this too. Um, well, Matt Reeves is currently working on another film, but you wanting to get working and trying to hurry and also have scripting conversations and begin get pre production and be doing some stuff on a bat. Well, has that ever not worked out well for a Batman movie? Yeah. To have a planned director who's also trying to do some scripting stuff on the side while he's working on a preview. Yeah, that's exactly how we lost Ben Affleck. So, yeah. no, we don't need to repeat of that. Yeah, we don't need to burn out another another potential Batman director. Or not potential. He is the Batman director. Right. <laughs> uh, next question comes related to that comes from at Binker51586. Basically, with Reeves directing and Affleck staying, what's next? Anything on the film story, production start, or release date? Um I don't think we're going to hear anything for a while now about the Batman. I, I think in terms of official word from Warner Brothers, the only story we can hear between now and July or August, I'll say between now and Comic-Con. Now, I'll just put it that way because we could always get other announcements at Comic-Con. The only news I think we'll get that would be official, not rumors being reported or anything else, would be an official statement that Ben Affleck isn't starring in the Batman anymore. So the only official word that you could get in the next you know four and a half months is the official word that you don't want. So um, I don't you know in terms of what's next, it's going to it, it's going to be a while uh, because you know a, as much as as much as these films get planned in advance. There, in terms of when actual dates get finalized, it usually isn't until that much longer before you like you have a you might have a general. I'm sure they now all have a general idea of when they like to start, an approximate idea of what kind of release date they would hope for, but those things don't get solidified until they're closer to happening uh, because everybody everybody who works in production knows that things change, and and I think with everybody having that understanding. Uh, that tends to be, you know, that's that's why you probably won't hear that much uh, for the next few months. This was the big story. This was, you know, there was a job that needed to be filled for the Batman. We all knew that that was out there. So this was a story that, 
you know, that, that was going to develop quickly, or at least we were hoping would develop quickly. And it did, um, which was, which is great that we now have Matt Reeves in place, but now I, I think we're, uh, we're a bit spoiled in terms of how much there's been to talk about, whether it was stuff we wanted to hear or stuff we didn't want to hear. There was a lot to talk about uh, with regard to the Batman over the past few weeks. And there will probably still be a few more things that we'll hear about how maybe some follow-up on how this thing, how all of this went down. And and we might get some more information on that. Uh, But in terms of uh, really big steps uh, moving forward with this project, uh, it's going to be a while. So it's really hard for me to say what's next uh, because there's nothing that's going to be immediate unless it's bad news. Yeah, I think I think it's possible we might hear some scripting stuff like when uh, I think Matt Reeves will probably uh, even while he's doing the even though I made a joke about this not being a good idea. uh, I do think he'll probably have some conversations on and off about the story and what he you know, any he's going to be looking at. He's probably already looked at the script. He's going to be. Uh, talking about what direction he wants to go. So I think it's possible, you know, he brought in his own writers on other projects, and I think it's possible that he might uh, sit down either with Chris Terrio or someone else and talk about some rewrites on the project. So I think that's inevitable that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I think we, just to kind of keep the, keep, the ball rolling in the press as far as making sure that everybody is mindful of that Batman is work is is coming and that there's progress being made and they're actually they're doing it. I think that they'll occasionally put little bits out like that. So I think probably sometime between now and the le- release of Wonder Woman, we'll hear something maybe about store about uh, scripting and some rewriting being done on it with or whatever. But yeah, I don't. I think it'll be after Wonder Woman. I think it'll be a few months before we start hearing some additional casting news, possibly or yeah. things like that. And it'll probably be later in the year. So uh, as far as really big news goes, like you said, if there's a big news announcement, chances are it'll be a casting news announcement that you don't want to hear, uh, or maybe that you do, depending on how you feel about what the right direction for the the franchise is at this point, which we'll get into, I guess, in a minute. Yeah. Well, speak, you know, if we if we do get that bad news and for some reason Ben Affleck is not going to play Batman, we do have a question about that from at Matt of Earth. If Affleck doesn't stay as Batman, do you have any ideas of, you know, who could take on the role? So do you have Mark, do you have anybody who immediately comes to mind as potential replacements for Affleck? And and by the way, we're just answering the question. We're not saying that this, you know, that there's going to need to be a recasting, but in the event that there is, um, and, and this, and I'm going to say for this question, this assumes that it's still Bruce Wayne. Um, do you have uh, Do you have anybody in mind? Um, if If they're going to continue the stories with the older Batman, then there are a few names that come to mind, and one of the the names that a lot of people have mentioned before and is probably on your short list as well, uh, Carl Urban is, of course, people talk about him all the time, um, and he would, I think he'd be a great option. Um, Another name that comes to mind, uh, Richard Armitage. I think he's. I think it's possible that uh, that he might even be somebody that they would consider. Uh, and something hypothetically, if they decided that maybe uh, if the story's changing enough and they're going to recast anyway, uh, we don't know whether Deathstroke stays 
as the villain or not, mm. well, then maybe maybe he stays and they recast that role so that uh, Joe can hop over and take over as Batman. I don't know. That's but I, I that's that's just I mentioned that because he's already in the cast and. The only thing that we heard about him was that he's playing Deathstroke, and he did the costume testing, but, you know, it wouldn't be necessarily that hard to switch him over and have somebody else like Army Hammer or somebody else take over as the Deathstroke role. But then again, Army Hammer would be the guy, obviously, probably the first name we all think of to play a young Batman if they instead go with a they recast younger. And they could either recast younger and not mention it, and just have him being Batman and like, you know, people might say what happened. But then again, if Army Hammer's playing a little bit older, fine. If not, he could be uh, a younger Batman and they could do a prequel even, which I'm, I've done articles on this in the past where I mentioned that, look, you know, Army Hammer being around, maybe uh, maybe they decide to do prequels and they can do a whole series of Batman films that set up that world that Ben Affleck was in so that we're, we've got this whole pre-existing Batman universe in the past that they're exploring that leads into the events later. That would be a way to essentially do a soft reboot for Batman uh, and – uh, I think that it would work. I think it's possible, but then we'll get into other. Well, what else might be happening with that? I don't think they're tied to the older Batman thing personally, and I don't think that requires them to, if they go younger, to act act like it's set in the past. It could just be a break in continuity, and you know that it's, you know, that we just kind of pretend that Ben Affleck wasn't so gray in Batman v Superman, and and or that. You know, he was just so stressed out those 18 months after Man of Steel that, you know, he was just so stressed out that, you know, his hair was graying and then now he started using Just for Men and everything's okay. Um, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think you have to be beholden to every little piece of continuity, including whatever Bruce Wayne's age was at the start of this DCEU. So, which is to say that they don't have to have a Batman who's older and they don't have to, if they go younger, ha- they don't have to say that, oh, well, this is now a prequel to Batman v Superman and, and everything else that you've seen in the DCEU. Um, I think if you are recasting Batman, you just un- you go with it with the understanding that, look, there's going to be a, con- a little bit of a continuity gap here. And that's okay. You just live with it. It's the same thing you kind of have to do in comic books sometimes. And and we know that the X Men franchise has had no problem uh, putting setting continuity aside in the name of whatever they feel is best for the story they want to tell in the next movie. And while I know the X Men franchise catches some you know crap for that from all of us nerds online, nobody in the mainstream seems to really mind. Um, and I and I think that's why you can you can get away with more there than than people than fans want to think that you can. Um, and so I, I think that if they recast, I, I think it's, I think it's wide open if they, if they do want to have like an older Batman, well, regardless of age, Carl Urban would be a great Batman. Yeah. Any, I mean, we've all kind of had, you know, we were talking with someone yesterday, uh, who brought up Carl Urban as, you know, a potential Batman and no, that, that was just people talking. That was not, <laughs> that was not like somebody talking to us about, you know, this is who's going, this is who Warner brothers is reaching out to. That was just all of us having fun speculating while we were talking yesterday and killing time. Um, you know, and of course reminded us of, of his performance in dread and, and ever since dread in 2012, that's when people have been really into the idea of, Carl Urban is Batman. I'm really into that idea, and I think he would be uh, he would be great. I know he's playing. 
I, I know he's got a role in, I think he's playing Scourge and Thor Ragnarok, but that's not the kind of role that's going to be around forever in the MCU. So I, I think he will still have, uh, you know, he, he would still be open, you know, have plenty of time open on his schedule to go and, and make Batman movies. Um, another name that I'll throw out there, and you're going to get, you're going to have to get used to me saying this name a lot because I pretty much want him to play everything. And that's Dan Stevens, who is currently, <laughs> uh, Currently stars on Legion on FX. I think he started in Downton Abbey. Uh, but the movie that really blew me away from him, and, and he's terrific on Legion, so I'm not trying to yeah. dismiss the work that he does there. Uh, he's incredible, but it's just an example of his range because I think the first time I really took notice of him when he was in The Guest, um, and he was ter- he was great in that film. He's playing the Beast in Disney's Beauty and the Beast. He has a few films coming out this year, and there's already kind of the expectation that this is going to be the year of Dan Stevens. Um, and that was why. And, and I actually said this when he was cast in Legion. I, I I had when I wrote about it at the time, you know, or talk. I don't know if I wrote about it or was talking in a podcast. It's all the same. Uh, you know, I had said at the time when he was cast in Legion. Oh man, I think his agent screwed up. <laughs> like his his agent should have told him to pass on that and he should have waited because he's got big screen superhero cinema like in his future. Um, you know, and I and I think he was just like it was just a matter of cuz at that point he had already been cast and he was already going to play the beast in Beauty and the Beast. So I was like he's he's going to launch into a much bigger form of, of stardom and that would get him a huge superhero movie role if he wanted that. Um, but doing Legion on FX doesn't block him from doing other superhero stuff um, because it's, it's yeah. a series that's, that's fairly short in terms of its seasons. I think they're going to run like eight to 10 episode seasons. Um, and it's, it's a very self-contained part of X-Men. It's not even officially part of the X-Men movie universe canon yet. So um, maybe things are a little tricky for the X-Men universe, but as far as the MCU or the DCEU are concerned, Dan Stevens is wide open. Um, and Dan Stevens, I was, you and I were texting back and forth. He's the first guy since Christian Bale who I thought would be just as great at playing Batman and the Joker. I actually want Dan Stevens now to play Batman and have Christian Bale play the Joker. And then when Dan Stevens gives up playing Batman, he'll play the Joker against the new Batman. <laughs> I guess that's what I want them to do now. Um, but I, I think Dan Stevens is really, really great. I know if you if you look at him, he doesn't quite have the he has more of a Christian Bale jaw. He doesn't have the full square jaw of the comics like Ben Affleck has and and Carl Urban has. So I can understand why some people may not necessarily like that because they love the the much more comic book aesthetic that Ben Affleck provides. Um, but I'm a, I'm always willing to sacrifice some of that in order to have a great actor in the role. And I think Dan Stevens is, is really going to continue bursting onto the scene as uh, one of the better actors working today. So if he were to come on board and play Batman, because I think it's only a matter of time before some massive superhero franchise snaps him up. Uh, and so if, so if he gets to do that as you know, while uh, if he gets to do that while playing Batman or even being a Batman villain, if he wants to do that, that's fine. But since the question pertains to people playing Batman, uh, Carl Urban is very high on my list, and, and Dan Stevens might actually be at the top for right now. I wonder. Uh, I'm just gonna, and I don't. I have not heard. This is purely in the course of this conversation came to mind hypothetically. So this is not from anywhere, folks. I promise. Uh, I wonder how everyone would react if if Ben Affleck hypothetically walked away, if Christian Bale said he'd like to come back and play Batman and give it another shot in this different interpretation, <laughs> yeah. uh, 
I I have to say, would it be the worst idea in the world? No, no not at all. Would he be welcome back? It, it, what would Warner do? Would they think that uh, maybe they could do some kind of retconning situation where they try to create a uh, at least give the impression that if you want to interpret it as the same Batman that you could? I mean, that would probably be a big mistake, you know, but uh, hypothetically, it's uh, it's interesting to think about. Uh, it's not going to happen. So no. nobody get that. Nobody get that idea in your head. Nobody run <laughs> any stories with headlines saying Christian Bell may be back and claiming that we reported that. Uh, I didn't report that. I'm mentioning it as as an aside, kind of a what? How would people react if he came back? And yeah. uh, he said, you know, he said publicly that he he kind of wishes he had done more and had a chance to do more with the character because he didn't feel like he totally nailed it i don't agree i think he nailed it great yes he did but it would be interesting to see him come back and play it uh but we've also we've already seen his older version of bruce wayne and batman inspired by the dark knight returns anyway so probably would be a little redundant but it's an interesting what if yeah it no it it is um so before we get to some more questions, I want to throw in the the other big news story of yesterday, which is that Lego Batman movie director Chris McKay uh, is reportedly in talks, and he he seems to be kind of he was going along with it on Twitter yesterday, so he's at least kind of confirmed that the talks were happening, which is not the same as him being signed, but at least the talks are happening uh, for him to direct a Nightwing movie, and that uh, the movie that's being the Nightwing movie that's being developed is going to have a script that's being written by uh, Bill Dubuque, who did uh, The Accountant uh, last year. So um, the idea of a Nightwing movie is great. I love Dick Grayson. I love Nightwing. I would prefer to spend some time with Dick Grayson as Robin. So I do hope that we get flashbacks of Dick Grayson as Robin in the first Nightwing movie, just so I can see some of that. Um, but I'm excited by this prospect because Nightwing is a, uh, Nightwing is a fantastic character. Uh, love, obviously love that character. I, I, and the idea of exploring the bat family in a much bigger way and, and acknowledging that it exists in live action and not just as a dead Robin <laughs> in the bat yeah. cave, but like as a living, breathing thing, uh, in the DCU is is really exciting. Yeah, I love it. Uh, McKay is great. Lego Batman. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, and you're a comic book movie fan, you're a Batman fan, or you're just a person who likes great stuff, go see Lego Batman because it's amazing and it's one of the the best, deepest, really getting down into the psychological nuts and bolts of Batman and his relationship with the larger Bat family and with Gotham and with his villains. Terrific film. McKay absolutely uh, did a, an amazing job. So I'm really excited that, uh, that he is uh, in talks to do a Nightwing film. And... One, the first thing that came to mind immediately when I heard that was, thank God the Robin suit in the Batcave wasn't Dick Grayson then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It would have made a lot of sense for that to have, you know, we talked in the past about why that could be, and we, there was speculation that it was him, and there's, of course, you know, it's no secret now, it's no longer a spoiler to note that one of the graves in Bruce's dream at the start of the film has Robin on it, um, and had, that we saw pictures of gravestones during production, they actually had gravestones at Wayne Manor that said uh, Dick Grayson on them and had Dick Grayson's name. But 
if there's a Nightwing movie, unless it's a bizarre prequel Nightwing movie where he gets killed, which would be, I think, shocking and horrible. Uh, or I mean, now I say that out loud, maybe it's not. But anyway, uh, I don't think that's going to happen, clearly. They're establishing Nightwing. They're going to do a Nightwing movie. I think that's great. I think it's exciting. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I've I've you know I've said for a long time that they should do a whole the Bat Family itself provides an opportunity for a shared universe and a bunch of films. Even besides the DC the larger DCU, which is great to have, but just the Batman family, you've got so much potential for a larger world there. Uh, it's great to see that. And uh, my second thought was, which we'll get to, is that this certainly raises a very interesting set of questions about how this ties into the Batman news and the Batman's future. Good segue, Mark, because we have a question about that. Uh, <laughs> this one comes from at Superhero Sci-Fi. Is it possible that Ben Affleck stars in the Batman, uh, Nightwing is introduced, but something happens to Bruce Wayne where Nightwing would have to take up the mantle of Batman in potential Batman films beyond? Yeah, well, I literally wrote an article explaining that that <laughs> is what could be happening, uh, that Ben Affleck may do a Batman movie where uh, he hands the cowl off to Dick Grayson, and Dick Grayson is Batman because that's – we've had a lot of movies with Batman, uh, with Bruce Wayne as Batman. We've had his origin. We've had an older Batman We've seen Batman with and we'll have seen by the time this movie comes out, we will have seen Batman in at least three movies within the larger DCU, including a Justice League movie uh, and a movie that had the Trinity in it. So we will have had a lot of Batman movies. One aspect of the Batman mythos that we've not really ever seen explored on the screen is Batman handing the cowl off to someone else except at the end of The Dark Knight Rises where it's hinted at that, you know, the next Batman's coming, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think the situation is that we may see a movie, yes, where Ben Affleck is in it and then hands the cowl off uh, to Nightwing, because that and that's a story that we haven't seen, and it would kind of play into something that some folks have wanted to see, which is a uh, Batman beyond sort of situation that's been talked about on and off in the past. There have been articles about that. And uh, while I don't personally think that we need a Batman beyond approach to it um, in the films, and I tend to, I favor Bruce Wayne as Batman and think there's plenty to explore with that. If they did this and it was Nightwing and it was Dick Grayson taking over as Batman, even maybe just temporarily, and they do it for a portion of the film, and that allows them time to recast or whatever in the future, I'd be fine uh, with that, and I understand it. I I definitely think it's a possibility, so I'm not going to dismiss it as a possibility. It's certainly not something that I am personally a huge fan of. I... Look, I, when Dick Grayson actually was Batman for a couple of years in the comics, when they did the Batman and Robin run with Grant Morrison, you know, Scott Snyder did a run on Detective Comics with Dick Grayson as Batman. And, and while I, I really did enjoy those stories, especially the Scott Snyder, I think it was Black Mirror was the name of the, the story arc that he did yes. with Dick Grayson. And, and it was excellent. It, it really was. And I enjoyed it more than I ever thought I would with the story of Dick Grayson playing Batman. So, I, I'm not adamantly against the idea of Dick Grayson being Batman uh, in the movies. I do tend to, uh, 
even though I'm not, like I said, I'm not against it, but it doesn't get me as excited as getting a new trilogy of films with Bruce Wayne as Batman, because I still want, I always want to explore more with Bruce Wayne as Batman. And there are so many aspects of Batman's world that even though we've seen a number of films, there's a lot of characters who've been repeated, uh, you know, relationships or conflicts with villains that have been repeated or, or reimagined. But there are so many other characters that I haven't seen Bruce Wayne interact with on film. And and that's the other thing. I don't want to be introduced to the Bat family right as dear old dad is going riding off into the sunset. Like I want to I want to see Bruce Wayne with that dynamic for a little, you know, a little while. I, I want to see if that's going to, you know, what that's like. Bruce Wayne interacting with Nightwing, with Batgirl, with uh, presumably another Robin, whether that's Tim Drake or Damian Wayne. Like I, I want to see all of that before Bruce Wayne hands off the cowl. So it would... You know, and and I also think there would be some mainstream audience implications. What do you mean Bruce Wayne isn't Batman? What the hell are you talking about? Like there, there. I, th- I mean, you can overcome a lot of that by by telling a good story, but uh, I think there's. It would still feel premature to me, and it would feel like it's only happening now because you feel like you don't have a choice. It's only happening now because you want to keep Ben Affleck, but you can't keep him for more than one movie. It would feel like the external circumstances are forcing this transition to happen sooner than they would happen on their own. Like, if Ben Affleck was signed for three movies, you wouldn't even consider him handing off the cowl after the first film. And so I don't want the reason that this happens because that's how things get forced. You know, the create the even though you can always come up with ways to creatively justify it, at the end of the day, it still is something that's forced as opposed to developing organically be, because that's where you really are in the story. Um, so I would I, I would lean towards let's let's stick with Bruce Wayne for a while, and if Ben Affleck isn't up for that then let's recast so that that way we're not forced to do this. Uh, we're not forced into this transition sooner than we thought we might be. We have another question related to uh, somewhat related to this. Um, this isn't so much about, um, you know, the future, but just the present for the Batman. Uh, this comes from at Rocketman underscore 131. With Chris McKay announced for Nightwing, do you think he'll be introduced in the Batman? I don't know that he'll be introduced. He absolutely could. But I do think he'll at least be mentioned in the Batman because I I'm just guessing here that you know the Batman seems like it would be further along than Nightwing so I think the Batman is going to make it into theaters before Nightwing and who knows sometimes we we think things like that are are going to happen but then they don't so um and and movies get to jump the line so maybe everything comes together with Nightwing very very quickly but um I do think the Batman would be in theaters first. So whether or not Nightwing makes an appearance in the film, I think is really tough to say. But I do think that he will at the very least be mentioned so that we're kind of clarifying and setting up the idea that Nightwing exists in the DCEU. So I think we'll at least get that. Some some type of acknowledgement of Nightwing, even if he doesn't uh, physically appear in the film. Yeah, I'll I'll say I think he's he'll probably make an appearance in the film. Uh, the only question is how big his role is, <laughs> whether or not he's introduced and is like it's kind of a Batman and Robin or Batman teamed up with Nightwing approach, which I think would be great and very cool, or whether it's an approach that ends with or midway through has Batman injured and R- Nightwing taking over. 
Uh, I think he'll make an appearance in some fashion to set up the Nightwing movie. Uh, As far as the production goes, what's interesting to me is that uh, if if Matt Reeves isn't really going to be available to really get started on Batman anyway, if they might, I I again think that it's probably going to be next spring or early summer before they start filming the Batman movie. If that's the case, I think it is possible that a Nightwing film might get into production at the same time or slightly beforehand, which could allow a little bit of that crossover. And if uh, hypothetically Ben Affleck to even maybe make a a cameo and film while filming the Batman movie, he could maybe film a cameo that could be inserted into the Nightwing movie or something. So uh, which gets to your point that, you know, uh, if not, if Bruce Wayne hands the cow off, not interacting, maybe that's maybe that's possibly a way to ensure Affleck sticks around. As if maybe Bruce Wayne does stay in the Batman movies while Nightwing has taken, while Dick Grayson has taken over, we could still see Bruce Wayne interacting with the Bat family if he's become more of a mentor and is not able to carry on as Batman anymore. Just hypothetically, it's a way that this could all work out. But I do think we'll see him. I think we'll see Nightwing in the Batman movie at this point. That's my guess, especially hearing this Nightwing news makes me feel that it's much more likely that Nightwing is going to appear uh, in more than just a cameo in the Batman movie. And a related question to that comes from at JesseW72838902 on Twitter. Uh, Is it possible Army Hammer is cast as Nightwing in the Batman? Yeah. It's it's definitely possible. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know. And and I'll I'll just throw out one kind of caveat with everything that we've heard about the Batman and potential casting. Um, I think all of that is potentially subject to change, including Joe, Mangan- Joe Manganiello, if I could say that right, and probably didn't, uh, as Deathstroke. <laughs> uh, I, I I wouldn't just take it for granted that all those things remain the same, um, because now that Matt Reeves is coming in and taking over, who's to say he wants to make a movie where Deathstroke is in it? Um, you know, some of these things, and, and that's not to say it absolutely will change. And don't, don't anybody say that I said, Matt, Matt Reeves hates Deathstroke. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm I'm not making that point. I'm just saying now that a brand new director is coming in and, and based on, I mean, you spoke with Matt Reeves three years ago about the possibility of directing Batman and he was interested. So if he's been interested, it's, it stands to reason that maybe he's thought about, uh, you know, what villains he would want to use because, we all know the Batman villains better than we know anybody's villains. Um, and it, it's not impossible for, it's not, it's not even difficult for me to imagine that once Matt Reeves even got approached to direct this film, that he was like, okay, but I've always wanted to work with this villain. And Warner Brothers would be like, yeah, sure. I, I mean, you know, like, we, <laughs> like I just, uh, and, and I'm not saying that he would change who the characters are in the movie, but he potentially could. And, you know, it's, uh, that's something that, you know, I, all of that stuff kind of has to be reconfirmed now in, in my mind because, you know, because of the director change. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's, uh, and that's why when I say that about Deathstroke maybe not being in it, it's not because I don't want Deathstroke in it or because I think people hate Deathstroke. It's just, I think realistically, uh, the possibility at the point you bring on a different director and you're talking about a new approach, uh, I think that just inherently raises the question uh, of what the right approach is going to be for that particular director. Um 
Now, maybe he'll keep Deathstroke in it, you know, uh, but at the same time, I think everything is up for grabs at this point. Um, yeah. No, they. I, I, I absolutely think that's the case. Um, another question comes from at GreyGhost84. Thoughts about Tim Drake, Red Hood, Damian Wayne. Will the Batman really be a family reunion? No. <laughs> uh, let's not get. Uh-uh. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like I I know it's you know the natural thing is we think Nightwing. So now it's it's all on board and it's all there. Um, we got to take our time with these things. You know you can't throw that much. You know, all these things that took time for us to, you know, learn as as fans reading these things in comic books, you can't just throw all that at, at a mainstream audience just like right away and be like, here's all this shit you never knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, Especially know. the Red Hood. I know he's great, folks, and maybe eventually, but for right uh, now, that's yeah. we really don't need to get into the whole and resurrected dead Robin comes back vigilante lot. Red Hood used to be Joker. Ah! And there's a lot there's a lot that comes with Damian Wayne as well you know yes. you know like he can't just show up and be like bruce wayne has a kid i know that's kind of how it happened in the comics but at least we got backstory <laughs> with it um you yeah. know and and we we had an entire story arc for it and i i just think we you know it, it's great that we have the bat family and we're we're heading in that direction but in order for it to work we have to develop it over time so i think at the most well, I, I think we could get obviously an introduction to Dick Grayson slash Nightwing, and I do think it is possible that Tim Drake could be introduced. Maybe not even being Robin yet, but just being, um, you know, because yeah. you know, the decision for uh, the decision for Bruce Wayne to ultimately work with Tim Drake in the comics, and, and maybe I'm misremembering which Robin told told him what, but I'm pretty sure it was Dick Grayson who gave him the conversation of Batman needs a Robin. And maybe that could be part of the Batman storyline. And, and maybe that is the introduction to Dick Grayson is that scene where Dick Grayson kind of tells him like, hey, you kind of need somebody. Uh, maybe that's why you went all ape shit on Superman. Like you need somebody, <laughs> you need somebody and not just Alfred because you don't listen to Alfred. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's a maybe there is a space to introduce Tim Drake, even if it's not bringing him all the way into being Robin. So I I don't want to say that Dick Grayson will be the only member of the Bat family that could potentially be introduced in the Batman, but I don't think we're just going to go ahead and get everybody all at once. Yeah, it was uh, uh, Tim Drake. To- uh, Tim Drake told right. uh, him that it was that you know that's why he had been kind of going overboard in the comics, and that Batman needs Robin, and that that's yeah. what it was, and then becoming eventually Robin, and that's. I think that's actually creates a great situation and sets up maybe a, a movie where Nightwing is not initially on board with the idea, actually. And Tim maybe, Drake is yeah. saying this and that it's, you know, and maybe he wins over Nightwing first before he wins over Batman or maybe, you know, I don't know how that works out. But, yeah, Tim Drake, I think I could see that happening and Tim Drake being introduced so that it's a, a sets up a Batman Robin situation. But I'm much more interested, actually, in seeing the night give room for the Nightwing Batman, the Bruce Dick Grayson relationship in the movie instead, I would say. Um, when you put another Robin into the equation already off the bat, I think it, does, it I think there's it, there should be a little more breathing room there for Bruce and, and Dick to to well, that, yeah. have to fill that out and for them to team up in it. The extra character I think they need to really make sure to get on screen is Batgirl because yeah, I cannot say enough that uh, 
when you look at the number of franchises that are out there, Batgirl has so much potential as a character who is rooted in the Batman mythos, but who is her own person. And fans can poo-poo the notion of diversity and say, oh, you're doing it just because. Well, you don't say that about Nightwing, and you don't say that about any of the movies that have guys as the leads. You don't say, oh, they just made a guy movie just because. Well, yeah, that is why. That's why you make any movie is just because. You make it because it's a good idea, because they're a good character, because there's an audience for it. And there's an audience for Batgirl, and there, it also sets up a dynamic uh, where you can have explore the the larger Batman world in Gotham and in Bloodhaven and elsewhere that uh, that is out there with these characters who have their own villains and their own relationships with each other. So it doesn't just have to be tied in. You don't need Batman cameoing in every one of these movies necessarily, but there's still the connective tissue. So. I hope that it's uh, Batman, Nightwing, and maybe an appearance by Batgirl, uh, or at least Barbara Gordon, to set up the Batgirl dynamic. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to see an introduction to you, Batgirl, sooner than later, especially if that's a character who could also presumably factor into something like Gotham City Sirens. So there's plenty of uh, plenty of reasons to get her introduced. Um, next question related to Nightwing comes from at John Doe underscore 22. Who are your top choices to play Nightwing? Do you have any favorites for Dick Grayson? You know, not uh, not at this time, aside from restating that uh, I could see Army Hammer in the role, obviously. Um, there are a lot of great younger actors out there, so I think really the field is wide open for that kind of thing. Uh, I haven't assembled a list bec- uh, of that Personally, um, I do think that Army Hammer would be would is would be great as Dick Grayson, but I also do realize that he's a little bit older than what yeah. we're thinking of for Dick Grayson. You know, traditionally, seeing Army Hammer, a guy who's in his you know approaching his mid thirties or in his mid thirties, uh, playing a character that's supposed to be like the sidekick grown up, I'm not sure how that would honestly. I I, I would want to. I, I see it, and then I also don't see it. You know what I mean? I kind of think that maybe somebody in their 20s or yeah. uh, early 30s would be better at that point because you think about what how old was Robin when he came along. Well, if we hopefully he was around 15 maybe then, and Batman was 25 to 30, then you're talking about a 10 to 15-year age difference, and Batman in the movie, 45. Doing the math, it seems like he shouldn't be really much older than 30 and maybe should be in his mid-20s to, yeah. to 30 years old. Well, but I, mean, I still Ar- think Army Hammer could do it. Yeah, well, Army Hammer is 30 right now. I mean, he turns 31 this year, and he looks young enough that he could play somebody in his late twenties. So, I mean, I I don't think he, I I don't think age is going to remove him. And I, and I think he would be a strong candidate. I've seen a lot of suggestions for, uh, Zach Efron. I, I don't hate it, but I don't love that suggestion as much as, uh, you know, some people do like, I think that might be Andy's favorite actually. Um, because when we were talking about casting for, uh, for for Rob for potential Robins or former Robins and I think he brought that name up although maybe he had Zach Efron for a different Robin but anyway um, 
Yeah, I I could kind of see that. Again, I'm not in love with it because I, I haven't loved Zac Efron in everything he's done. I'm not like a high school musical hater or anything like that. Like I've enjoyed him in some movies but haven't necessarily loved him in other things. Um, another one that that I've seen is uh, that I've seen people throwing around over the past uh, 24 hours or so, and, I, and I've seen this before, is uh, Steven Yoon, who played Glenn on The Walking Dead. Um, and that oh, that's great. And I I love that suggestion. I, I actually think he would be great as uh, Dick Grayson slash Nightwing. Um, so I would be uh, I would be very excited by that choice. I don't have and and the reason why I keep throwing out other people's suggestions is I honestly come up blank when I think Dick Grayson for Nightwing. Usually I have a pretty good idea of some actors who I want to take on a role, but for Dick Grayson I just don't have there's. There's never been that guy that's just stood out to me as like this is absolutely the guy who has to do it. So I, I, you know, the the suggestions that I've heard so far, Army Hammer, Stephen Yoon, Zach Efron, like all of those kind of work, uh, all those work for me in different ways, and they present different strengths to it. Like, you know, like Zach Efron can capture a lot of that playful essence of Dick Grayson that is very counter to who Batman is, and I could see that dynamic working very well. So I think there are good suggestions out there, but there also is the other possibility of, uh, you know, running with an unknown, uh, because we, you know, it's, which is not, uh, not unusual to do for superhero roles. And I think that could all, that could definitely happen. So, um, I think there's, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of good choices out there. Uh, my advice to Warner brothers would just be to conduct a, a really broad search and, and, and by the way, if Ben Affleck is going to be part of this, then a, another big part of it could potentially be screen test with Ben Affleck, you know, for chemistry. Yeah. Don't forget that, you know, a couple of years ago when Tom Holland got the role of Spider-Man, you know, a huge part of that was obviously Tom Holland being supremely talented and already having handed in great work in, in films like uh, The Impossible. But he, you know, when, the, when Marvel was narrowing down the list, you know, and they had their, they had a few finalists, they did the screen tests with Robert Downey Jr. And then also with Chris Evans, just to kind of see, because this is obviously if we're talking about a bat family. It's kind of critical that these actors have an on-screen chemistry like that. That's a huge part of it. It's not just about one guy being great in the role. It's also going to be having the talent to be great in the role, but also being able to have just that inherent special connection, um, with another actor especially it and, and it might be even more essential in this relationship than maybe any other superhero relationship because in civil war they were all meeting peter parker for the first time we have to believe that this is bruce wayne and dick grayson who've known each other for years um and that you know that there's a different level to that relationship that we have to buy into and not have any questions about when we see them on screen so that on-screen chemistry between Ben Affleck or whoever's playing Bruce Wayne, most likely Ben Affleck at this point, and whoever's going to play Dick Grayson, it's going to be critical. Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, we can throw out lots of names as uh, you know potential for this, and one of them that I guess really Alden uh, Ehrenreich, if he wasn't doing the Han Solo movie— <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would actually probably have been my my number one pick for it. Or you know, uh, a lot of people are going to balk at this, but Taylor Lautner, uh, I think, would be has a lot of potential for that role as well. Uh, Joss Hutcherson, you know, there's a, there's a lot of names that could come out in the mix. But at the end of the day, it is absolutely going to come down to what you mentioned: uh, how they how well they test with Ben Affleck if he is playing Batman in the role. So. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll see how it all plays out, I guess. Yep. Another question comes from at Darth Knight 91. And, and this is one of the other big issues that I've seen kicked around the last 24 hours. With the announcement of Nightwing, I have seen some complaints that Warner Brothers is only promoting Bat characters for films. Thoughts on this? Well, it's not an incorrect observation entirely. I mean, obviously, Warner Brothers with with the Batman, Nightwing, and Gotham City Sirens, which is obviously very Batman-centric. It's it's going to star Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman. Um, so and, and possibly you know feature Batgirl. There's no question that Warner Brothers is leaning very heavily towards Gotham uh, for, and I mean Gotham as the fictional city, not the show, uh, leaning very heavily in the direction of Gotham uh, for as they're building out more of this DC slate. And I'm of two minds about it because I, I completely understand the, the complaint that's out there of people who say, look, I want all of DC. I, I want, you know, the, not just the stuff that we have heard about, like the flash and Aquaman and wonder woman, but I want Booster Gold, I want Blue Beetle, I want Teen Titans, I want, which, by the way, Nightwing sets up Teen Titans, but you have, you know, I want all of these things, you know, like, and that, because they're so, and obviously Green Lantern Corps, like, I want all these things that are part of the DCU, because there is a massive DCU outside of Gotham City and Bloodhaven and, and any other cities that are occupied by members of the Bat family, um, and I, I understand that, and I agree with that, uh, but at the same time, I love Batman, and I love the Bat Family, and I love the Bat Family of titles uh, in comics, and and I've always believed, um, you know, like when a few years ago when the fir- the rumors were first getting kicked around that Sony was going to develop uh, basically an entire universe just based on Spider Man, I was like, that doesn't make sense. But you could absolutely do that with Batman. You know, Batman is built to have a universe of properties that can cross over with one another. Like it, because the bat family has always been so strong, the sales, not just because we all like it as fans, but the sales back it up. The sales confirmed the that the interest is there. Um, and I think people are really, really interested in the bat family. And I think a main, and I think it will translate to a mainstream audience. So I, I completely get, you know, it, I completely understand people wanting to see more of the DCU. I don't necessarily think the existence of a bigger bat universe um, will prevent a bigger DCU, a broader DC universe from existing. They can both happen. Um, But as for why Warner brothers wants to maybe lean into Batman now, as it's kind of reimagining some of this DCU and, and, and trying to build it and make it stronger. I get why, because you know, because there's a lot more built built in interest for a lot of the Batman stuff. And it's an easy way to set it all up because it's so it's so deeply rooted in in a, in a few characters that audiences love and, and you know more characters that audiences can easily love as they connect with them in these films. So uh, I get both sides of the issue, um, but I, I think ultimately everybody can get what they want. It's just as always, it might just require some patience. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, I understand why. On the one hand, I understand why people think that, well, there's several of these movies tied in. But I will say, for the record, we had Man of Steel. Wonder Woman comes out this year. Aquaman is being made. Flash is being made. Uh, and Flash, Cyborg, or as that, however that works out. Green Lantern Corps is being made. So there's a lot of movies that are being made that are not Batman movies uh, right now. 
we're looking at the Batman movies would be the Batman, uh, Nightwing, Gotham City Sirens, Suicide Squad 2 kind of because of the tying with those villains. But so there's four movies related to Batman, including Batman's own movie. And then there's the others as well. That is that's proportionately that's a lot of Batman, but it's not like, oh, all they're doing is Batman. If you're saying all they're doing is Batman, then you're not paying attention and necessarily but i do understand also that yeah they're they're putting a lot of emphasis on batman clearly uh they prioritize some batman movies the the movies that we've had we've heard so much about lately it's kind of been focused on what's happening with the batman movie and then oh they announced Gotham. they're gonna do gotham city sirens oh they're doing suicide squad 2 oh they're doing nightly movie so i get where the fear comes from but uh you have to understand this is a business and Batman is big business, and that's a you know the branding audiences. We can deny it all we want, and people pretend to be oh I wish they would make original things. Well, then maybe more people should go support original things instead of making the the biggest blockbusters of the year always the sequels and the existing brands and the remakes. If that's what everybody keeps going to see and voting for with their pocketbook then they can't pretend that's not what they want. And when studios have hundreds of millions of other people's dollars to invest, and it's a business, and we want them to succeed because if they don't succeed at the business, they're not going to make anything, and you're not going to get comic books, and you're not going to get TV shows, and you're not going to get movies. So they have to be successful. Mm-hmm. And to be successful, they have to invest in the things that people are voting for with their pocketbooks. People keep voting for Batman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, whether yeah. I, I don't agree with the criticisms, but the Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad got a lot of criticisms. The things that got the best reaction from critics and from a lot of fans and moviegoers was Batman over and over. And so, Harley Quinn, Batman and Batman related, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. So I, I, you. Yeah, I, I, you can say that. It, well, if they did the other stuff better, people would like that too. But it's like I, I agree, but I also think there is something about Batman. It's that lightning in a bottle concept. Some characters resonate yeah. more, and we like them more. I'm a big Batman fan, you know, obviously, so I get why that resonates. But uh, I, I think. If fans and audiences support Wonder Woman and support Justice League and are excited about these other films, you're going to get those other films if they that's, do well and if they turn out good. That's the bottom line. That's yeah. what they'll make is what succeeds. That's the key. Like if you want – like obviously Warner Brothers is investing very heavily in the world of Batman because it's been proven several times over that audiences are on board with Batman. Um, you know, th- this will be the first – you know, Wonder Woman is going to be the first solo movie not based on Batman or Superman since Green Lantern, and there weren't very many before Green Lantern. So this is not, you know, Wonder Woman and Aquaman are, are huge for Warner Brothers, and if, if that's what you want, I mean, obviously I know I'm talking to DC fans who are going to support those films and you'll see them <laughs> ten times, but I mean, you've got to prom- you've got to promote them big time. Like you've got to, you know, take your don't just go by yourself a bunch of times. Like take all your friends, your family, make sure they're going and seeing the movie as well. Um, cause we all have a chance to make our own little impact. And, and I know I'm telling you to like market for a studio and they're not paying you to market for it. But, but again, if you want more of this kind of stuff, like these films have to be successful. And, and, and that's the thing, the, 
because it's not about uh, how how many times we all throw out a hashtag on Twitter. Um, it, I mean, it is about that sometimes for a little bit of market research, but at the end of the day, that is either going to be validated or invalidated by the dollars that you spend or don't spend on uh, on these films. Um, a couple of related questions to this uh, with regards specifically to Superman. One from at T underscore Brady 94. Does Warner Brothers care about Superman? Feels like they don't even want to invest in him because Batman characters make money. Another question from at KM Vanderberg uh, or Kerry Vanderberg. Once Matt Reeves' Batman film gets started, will other DC films start moving forward, uh, i.e. the Man of Steel solo sequel? Yes, Warner Brothers cares about Superman. Um they are developing a, a Man of Steel sequel. It's not necessarily the thing that's like the most urgent on the docket, but I, I think Warner Brothers cares about Superman. It's just that we, you know, there there are obviously other projects that are moving forward. We, I, it, well, I don't want to go too deep into this because it's the same principle. You know, the, the Batman stuff is happening because Batman's so popular. It's not happening because of a lack. I don't think it's really happening because of a lack of faith in anything else, especially Superman, because Man of Steel, while it didn't make as much money as Warner Brothers hoped it would, it still made a lot of money. Batman v Superman did very well. And even though Superman wasn't as universally praised as Batman in, in BVS, uh, people still obviously care very much about Superman and the audiences. And, and a lot of those complaints don't. The complaints about Superman and Batman v Superman, and even the ones in Man of Steel, are not we don't want to see Superman. The complaints are we want to see something different from Superman. Uh, but people, but the demand for the character is still there. Warner Brothers knows that the demand for the character is still there. Um, so I, I absolutely believe that you know things things with Superman will start moving forward. As you know, but with regard to the question from Carrie. Um, Will other DC films start moving forward once the Batman gets started? Well, I think they're going to all continue moving forward. Um, it's just they're not going to. They may not. They're not all going to move at the exact same pace, uh, but they're all going to take their incremental steps forward. Developing movies can be. Uh, it's a weird process, and it, it it's not always based on prioritization the way that you think it is. Sometimes the prioritization is dictated by how quickly some, a good idea happens for this particular character. Um, and, and that's something to keep in mind is if, they, if they've already hit on something that they think is going to work for Batman and Nightwing and Gotham City Sirens and everything, if they feel like these are things that are ready to go, but they've been developing Superman at the same time and they just haven't hit on something that, that they believe is ready to go right this second, then it's going to continue developing. So they don't all get, they're not all promised to move along the same pace. And that's why sometimes some things are going to fall farther behind and it's very easy for me to see how once the batman gets moving forward a lot of the batman projects move forward because they're all so closely related to each other that the dominoes just start falling that much more easily because they're all connected um which superman i know it's still connected via the dceu but it's not as directly connected as batman to nightwing to gotham city sirens so that's why some of these things just won't develop at the same pace yeah, I th- when I hear this, I mean, Superman fans tend to be a little uh, – they they get worried a lot, and they ask this all the time. And does, do they just not care about Superman? Why aren't they giving Superman more attention? And I would point – I mean, what do you want me to say? Yeah, Warners hate Superman. Secretly, they don't like him. That's why they made – that's why they made Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman and why you had a 10-year – you had a decade of Smallville TV series, and they made Superman versus Turns, and they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on a Superman Lives project, and when that didn't work out, still moved on and made another one. That's right. You've had 
four movies with Superman and a decade of a TV show with Superman in the past 15 years because they don't like Superman. I mean, it's it. I know where fans. If you love a character, you want to see the character getting attention. And I know fans are antsy for a sequel to Man of Steel. If you love Superman, you want to see the Superman movies. You're not waiting for the Batman movie and the Aquaman movie and all that. If Superman's your favorite, uh, Warner makes a lot of other movies. They don't just make superhero films. They're going to make a couple of these movies a year, and that's what they're going to invest in. And there's a lot of characters out there. If what you're wanting is Superman to get bumped ahead of these other projects. I, you know, I understand Batman gets a lot of attention too, and he's the one who's getting all this. He gets so much right now. Uh, but then there, he's not the only one. There are other projects out there. As I mentioned earlier, there's like four other movies coming mm-hmm. up that aren't Batman movies. Man of getting a, another Superman movie means bumping one of those other projects and those characters who also have fans and that we have not seen on the big screen and who deserve their time in the sun. Superman since 2000 has had he's been in uh, he's shown he's starred in three movies since 2006. He starred in three movies in a decade. He had a decade of a TV show, and then he had the Superman Lives project that didn't end up being made. So they're not ignoring him, and Superman fans aren't being denied Superman. You're getting plenty of Superman. You're getting more Superman than any other DC character except Batman, and right now, currently, you've been getting as much Superman as Batman. So yeah. since uh, Nolan's trilogy ended, hypothet- you know, Superman Returns matched uh, Batman Begins. So really, Batman was ahead by two movies. And then you had Man of Steel, so Batman and, was ahead by one movie. And then yeah. they started. So Batman is only up one movie on Superman for the past decade. So let's not pretend that Superman is being completely ignored here. No, um, and he will be back in Justice League. <laughs> and I think that, you know, that's going to have a lot to do with propelling that character forward. So... You know, I, I think it's it's like everything else. They're going to get to it. It's just it maybe just won't come along as fast as some of these other projects, or maybe it will. Yeah. Like if, if all of a sudden the right script comes in, you know, the right idea, because sometimes you know these things they they all kind of develop on their own trajectory at their own pace, and sometimes that pace can be accelerated exponentially, like out of, out of nowhere, things can happen. Yeah, um, it's that, been a while, and it wasn't. I mean, admittedly, he was not sure. on their fat. He wasn't on the front burner, and there and were comments were made about negotiations and preparations. And that's kind of like, you know, if you represent somebody, then you have to say that you have to talk about that. But it yeah. doesn't mean it's totally accurate. But right. it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, they're going to make a Superman movie eventually. You had Su- Superman dominated in the eighties and nineties. You had all those movies. You had Lois and Clark. You had Superboy TV series you had animated shows 80s 90s and then in the 2000s superman has had lots of attention so he's not being ignored give it some time they're working on this stuff the new dcu was literally founded on a superman movie that established it and then the future development of justice league is premised on superman and how he has inspired all the other heroes and he's going to come back to life right okay so yeah. we can, it's it's okay you'll get it i understand you're anxious but it's coming just just it's going to take a while next question comes from at martinez xyz can we expect the flash to get a director announced soon or a date change uh, i feel this one's been ignored it hasn't been ignored i mean the we just found out uh like a month ago that it was getting a page, a page one rewrite. So, um, 
it, it's a little early to expect a director to be hired unless it was a writer-director, um, you know, somebody who was going to be hired to write and direct the script, or write the script and direct the film. Um, and same thing with the date. Like, well, Warner Brothers never put an official date on The Flash. It's kind of like Aquaman, where it had a presumed date, but it never had one that they officially put out there as saying, this is when it will be released. So they don't have to... It, they never announced that a date changed for Aquaman. They just announced the Aquaman release date. And while it was different from what we expected, it wasn't, you know, because they had never announced that July 2018 release date, they didn't have to say that they changed it from July 2018 when they made it in October of 2018. Um, So I don't think it's being ignored that the rewrite is happening. Or if the rewrite's not happening yet, then they're trying to find a writer to come in and and do this rewrite. So, I mean, I I think that's, you know, it's... I mean, this one is, is closer to the front burner than, than Superman, for sure. But, I mean, it's, it's again, a, a similar example of, you know, they, they obviously they, they went through a lot of stuff with that film last year. You know, certain things probably got changed as, you know, they, as there were changes at the top of, of DC films. Uh, and they went through a couple of directors last year. And that's the other thing with this with this movie is I think Warner Brothers is going to take their time with this right now. And they should take their time with The Flash because the last thing they want is to have a third director come on board and then have to walk away. You know, Warner Brothers needs to solidify what their own creative vision is for this so that that way they can find a director where those those ideas mesh. You know, obviously the director will have... A bunch of their own ideas um which is critical for a director to have but you know you still want to make sure that it's compatible with what warner brothers is hoping to get out of the film you know like uh you know usually what you want is somebody who likes the idea that you have but at the same time is able to take that and then make something even better uh, but still aligns with what you were looking to do and especially when it's within a, a bigger structure of a you know of a cinematic universe so i don't think the flash is not being ignored um I, I think it's just a matter of we got the last report that we heard about it was a step it was a big step that was going to take a while and we have to give it that time to go through that rewrite before we even really start to worry about who's directing this movie and when it you know when it's going to come out it's probably going to be out within the next few years but you can't really solidify that date until you've got you know a better sense of of where you're going with it yeah it's again this comes back to the issue of fan perceptions and fans whatever they're interested in you kind of you know it's human nature i realize to that's what you like then that's what you want to see something done about and you want it now not later and you're more interested in it than other things and when other things get attention it can be hard for fans to sit and and you know go along with other things getting attention instead of just the things that matter most to them but Flash, the idea that Flash is being ignored and that you feel like it's being ignored, it's a project that has already had a script, got a director attached, has a lead star, and then that director left, and they got another director attached, and that director left, and they're getting a new script written. I don't know how you can feel like a movie is not getting enough attention just because three weeks have gone by since anybody had a major announcement about its development. Uh, this Fans really, I think, are at a point where there's so many of these films coming out, and they're so used to a media that just feeds their nonstop desire to hear something 
that any lull feels like too long and forever, and it leads to an impatience and an inability to kind of sit back and just accept that the things that we love aren't always the things that are the first most important thing on everybody else's minds and isn't always going to be dominating the news cycle. Uh, That's just how it is. You have to be happy with what you have, and you have to understand that your project, if Flash is what you care about and you feel like it's being ignored and we're not hearing enough about it, your project has gone through, has had multiple directors, script rewrites, and dominated headlines repeatedly over the course of last year and has somebody cast in the lead role already, you're way far ahead of a lot of other projects that people are waiting on and that people have waited years on and haven't had anything about. So, And you've got to see your your character. you got to see The Flash already. You know, he made his little cameo in Batman v Superman. You got to see him actually in yeah. action in Suicide Squad. You're going to see him in a few months playing a huge role in Justice League. So you're not being denied things, and you're not being your character's not being treated unfairly. It's business. It takes time. If you were hearing more and more stuff every day about it, it would be like a crisis mode situation. That's why you'd hear constant news well, about it. Every it would day, be like so. it would be like Batman. It, it would be like Batman has been for the past several weeks. Um, and and that's the other thing to keep in mind is uh, you know you mentioned the business of it, and it's not just the studio business; it's the business of entertainment reporting um you know it's all about the clicks that that everybody gets and batman drives traffic like no other and and that's why every little development and rumor that pertains to batman will get reported but not necessarily every little development or rumor will get reported for the flash or aquaman or you know, going to the other side of the aisle, Captain Marvel or Ant-Man and the Wasp or whatever it is, because those characters, you know, they can all be part of successful films. Um, and, and certainly they drive some traffic, but the appetite for the new, for, from fans to have news about them isn't as big as the appetite for anything that pertains to uh, a character like Batman or stepping outside of superheroes or something like Star Wars, where Star Wars is another one where every little thing gets reported um, by the sites that, you know, by the sites that cover it. Um, and, and again, it's just because of the, the interest. Everybody, know, you know, everybody's going to click on the latest story regarding Batman, uh, but not necessarily everybody's going to click on the latest story regarding The Flash. So that's part of the reason why sometimes things seem, things seem quiet. But the biggest thing is it's undergoing a page one rewrite, and that's going to take some time. Uh, so it will be a while before there's anything to really even report uh, as it pertains to the Flash. It's definitely not being ignored. It's it's an active project. It's it's been in active development for uh, for a while, and it remains very very active. They didn't just put they, we didn't what we didn't get was a report that they've tabled it because the, you know for for the time being. That's not that's not what was reported. It's a, a page one rewrite, which still is a very active stage of development. Uh, next question comes from at uh, Mark HB PWM. How much of Zack Snyder's original DCEU master plan, uh, the big interconnected story that we heard about pre-Batman v Superman, you know, how much of that survives and is it dead? Um, no, it's not dead because we're going to see Justice League. I think what happened is that a lot of Zack Snyder's plans got condensed, um, you know, as opposed to something that was going to play out over Batman v Superman, Justice League 1, and then Justice League 2. 
I think a lot of that got condensed to Batman v Superman and Justice League. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the plans have changed. And, you know, I, I'll just point out that plans change all the time in these cinematic universes. Like, I maybe I'd be totally wrong, but I would guess that where Marvel is going right now with Infinity War is not exactly what they laid out when they made Iron Man. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of things that did carry forward, but there's also a lot of other things that didn't because it's going to it's going to change because you don't know how audiences are going to respond to, to specific films and specific characters, and maybe that leads you to make um, other decisions. So, you know, I don't... You know, obviously, a Matt Reeves Batman wasn't part of Zack Snyder's original plan. Um you know, and and certainly things are are changing again with the Flash. So um, we'll never know how much like officially survives because we don't know, even know all the pieces that were in place for it anyway. Like we think we know, like we think we have some idea, but we don't. We didn't have, you know, we weren't all like we didn't get, all get to go to Zack Snyder's production company and go into the room and, and look at everything that he had laid out. Like we, you know, we didn't get to see that, so we don't know. But so I'm sure a lot of things have changed. But there's also going to be other parts of that plan that 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 have survived, and we will see in Justice League. Well, I'll say this: uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting years from now, um, and I may be alone in this, but uh, you know, everybody knows I'm a big I'm a big fan of Zack Snyder's films, and I was a fan and a supporter of his vision for the DCU. I thought he was the guy to helm the DCU. Uh, I said years ago when we first started talking about the development of the DCU that they should put Zack Snyder in charge of it and uh, give him the room to just develop and take it where it needs to go because I thought he has a really, really good grasp of the tone and the larger concepts that kind of permeate through the DCU and that kind of hold up those characters and the mythology and the relationship between the mythical figures and humanity. Uh, I still feel that way. I loved Batman versus Superman. Uh, I think it was a terrific film, highly underrated. And I think it will looking back years later, be, uh, have a better reputation, particularly now that we have the director's version of it. And what I'm wondering is, since a lot of what went wrong and caused a lot of the the chaos and and changes at uh, with the DCU, a lot of that was Warner's reactions and in in the moment reactions to reviews and other things about these films, and the the going into the editing room and and cutting films and demanding different cuts and and wanting changes and edits. I can't help wondering, you know, what if what would have happened if they had just released those films as they were? What would have happened if they'd said, you know what, we're going to be, you know, when Marvel released Iron Man, it was a big hit. And then they released the Hulk and it flopped. And then Captain America came out and it performed fine, but it wasn't a he, I mean, it did three hundred and uh, what, three hundred and seventy or three hundred and ninety yeah. million uh Marvel didn't panic. They knew they were building towards something and that Avengers was going to be the proof of concept, really was going to be the thing that launched, the, that was the bigger moment, and that, that would, that's what would propel it to a much bigger box office level. Um, and 
I can't help wondering what if Warner had just said, we're in this for a long haul. We're going to pers- we have a plan. We're going to stick it out. Batman versus Superman underperformed, but it still was a hit. We still made one point six billion dollars with our first two DCU movies after Man of Steel. So County Man of Steel were three point two billion dollars in three films in. Three films, $3.2 billion is not a terrible place to be sitting. Let's see what – let's keep it going, keep it going. Now, if Wonder Woman came out and then Justice League came out this year, if Wonder Woman's a hit – I just think maybe in retrospect a lot of people are going to wonder what the DCU might have been like if we'd gotten what was planned. That's not to say where things are going isn't going to be good because I think that Justice League is going to be great. I think Wonder Woman looks like it's everything I'm hearing about it sounds really positive. And I'm, I'm really sad we lost the Ben Affleck, the Batman movie, but I'm very happy that Matt Reeves is going to do it. So it'll be interesting to see how things change and where things go. Uh, I think we have to be honest about how much has survived from when when Zack Snyder was being given the kind of creative freedom to really try to develop something and work with other filmmakers and build a bigger overarching plan for these films. Uh, well, I think probably a significant amount of that's been lost, honestly, uh, as the changes have been made, as leadership positions have changed, and as new people have come aboard. I, I don't think there's any denying that it's it's all changed in a really big way. Uh, certainly when you've got this kind of dramatic changes to screenplays and who's in charge of the productions and people are talking about a new vision for Batman on film, uh, for a new vision for Batman movies, uh, you're you're not talking about a situation where the the plans at the outset have have been maintained and are all going to come to fruition clearly. Yeah. And our last question, we have one other thing I want to get to after this last question, but the last question that we have is from at JH Scroggs. Do you think that each DCEU film will be better than the previous one since the changes uh, since the changes in leadership with Jeff Johns and John Berg at uh, DC Films? Well, projecting long term, the answer is no. Not every movie is going to be better than the one before it. You know, you're going to have quality is going to kind of ebb and flow. You know, not every movie is going to be the greatest one that that you've ever done. And 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 frankly, the more films there are, the fewer people there are going to be who agree whether or not something is is the best one that you've done so far. Um, but I I do think they will get better. Like overall, I do think they will get better. Yes, I, I do believe that. Um, you know, with Jeff Johns and John Bergen. And this is where we get a chance to start seeing kind of the, you know, it's still a little bit early, but this year is where we we do get to see our first signs of what kind of influence they've had on, on DC films. Uh, Jeff Johns co-wrote Wonder Woman. So obviously he's all over that one. Um, and then Justice League, again, it was a, a little bit different because they weren't changing things in the development phase they were changing things on the fly like as the movie was being made so it's it's a little there probably wasn't as much that they could change on on justice league or maybe there wasn't wouldn't have been a much that, that they needed to change but you know i think we are going to see a little bit of the impact of jeff johns and john berg this year and we'll see more of it with aquaman in 2018 and then more still you know presuming it uh, presuming everything continues to to go everything goes well you know in uh, 2019 with the Batman and, and whatever Gotham City Sirens, whatever else makes it out, you know, in the in the next few years. Um, 
So I think we will see it, and I do think the movies will uh, continue. To, I do think the movies will continue to get better because you, well, think you know, practice makes perfect, but not just that cliche. Like it's just the you know, as you get as your universe develops, like you start to get a better sense of who these characters are in this universe. And I mean, I know you always kind of know who they are from the comic books, but you know, they can take turns within the within the framework of a of a big cinematic story that that can surprise you or maybe be something you wouldn't have expected, but that you think is, is great and you end up liking. So I do think the movies will get better as this DCEU continues to evolve. Uh, but it just, it won't be at the point where like every movie is your best one ever. Cause that just never happens. Yeah. I, I think we have, we need to get past this idea that everything has to be better than the one before that's not sustainable. So you just set yourself up for disappointment. If you think, each new thing has to be better than the thing that came before it. Each one has to make more money than the one that came before it. And if it doesn't, then it's failure. And is this the end of the DCU? We can't go through that. You don't. You know, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to do that. Uh, the Marvel films, uh, and I know everybody, don't panic that I'm making a comparison to Marvel. I'm just pointing out there's an existing comic book cinematic universe over there, so it's worth mentioning sometimes. Not every Marvel movie is better than the one that came before it. That doesn't happen. There, it's it's ebbs and flows, and there. The question is, are they all good or great? As long as your movies are all good and great, they don't have to each progressively get better and better and better and better and better and better out into infinity until you've made a perfect movie and now the only thing you can do is go into a new universe and come up with a new technology for people to shoot it into their brain to make it a better experience or whatever. I think that they're going to improve as they they're going to improve the approach and they're going to hopefully hopefully they're going to have a larger plan so that they're not approaching it in a reactionary manner where it's one film, another film, another film and the choices are always dependent on what happened today kind of situation. I don't want that to happen. I want them to have a plan and I want them to stick to that plan. And at some point to have a plan that's good enough and that they're confident enough in that even if something doesn't go right, that they don't scrap the whole plan and change everything and have to come up with a new plan that only stays in place until something goes wrong that obstructs it or obscures it. Uh, that's not a sustainable way to make a, to build a cinematic universe. They can't do that, and that's kind of what we've seen happening, unfortunately, on and off lately. So once they've got that footing and they've got a plan in place and they've got the right people and they commit to those people, then, yeah, I think that we're going to see an end, hopefully, an end to that kind of more reactionary crisis mode decision-making and trying to repair things instead of having good things there and a plan there that they're just proceeding with. Um, and some of the time that's going to result in a movie that's better than the previous one. Sometimes it may be a movie that's not as good as the last one, but it's still great and you enjoy it and it's a success anyway. Yeah. I, the last thing I want to bring up is, uh, and thank you everyone for sending in the questions. Really appreciate that. Yeah, very for, good question. And for sticking it out this long, if you're still listening. So, uh, but I have one more thing to get to. Um, <laughs> And maybe maybe it's just me, but it also kind of stood out to me that in Matt Reeves' quote in the press release where he said, I am incredibly honored and excited to be working with Warner Brothers to bring an epic and emotional new take on the Cape Crusader to the big screen. Now, I think immediately you see, like, 
new take is are the two words that everybody looks at. But the the words Cape Crusader also stood out to me in that press release because a lot of people don't call Batman the Cape Crusader anymore. Um, and I was wondering if that sheds any light on how Matt Reeves perceives Batman because a lot of people typically, if they say Batman, they say Dark Knight. You know, if they don't want to say Batman, they use Dark Knight. Uh, and Cape Crusader is very much more. I think this kind of fits into the idea of a Batman family because that's it's very you know usually when Batman's called Cape Crusader there was a Robin around I think that's you know that's part of it and I'm not saying Robin is in the Batman I'm just uh, and maybe it means nothing and maybe it is just you know Cape Crusader just being another phrase for Batman and it certainly is a popular one and it may mean nothing at all but because it's not used as often as Dark Knight. Like, for example, Toby Emmerich's quote, who's the, you know, the chief content officer at Warner Brothers, he said he said Dark Knight. He didn't say Cape Crusader. Um, so using that phrase Cape Crusader leads me to it has me wondering if maybe there's a way that Matt Reeves perceives Batman. That's a little bit different from how Batman has been characterized so far. I mean, we look at Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and we say, well, Matt Reeves can make a super dark Batman movie. But maybe the way he sees Batman isn't quite as dark as you know as batman's been most recently portrayed on film so the the fact that he used those words it could mean nothing at all but there it also just left me to wonder if there might be if maybe matt reeves sees batman a little differently than what's been portrayed on screen and for the past i don't know 20 (laughs) or the past like 20 years minus a couple movies made by joel schumacher yeah uh the question of what phrases people use and don't use for Batman is interesting because uh, I I think on the one hand it's easy enough to say well they don't want uh, if when you've got multiple statements coming out you don't want everybody just repeating the same language sure. but then on the other hand sometimes you do because it's a ta- you want consistency in the messaging and the, yeah so uh, I think it's. It's hard for me to really know for sure whether I feel like uh, how much to read into that, but it is interesting that that he that he made use that choice of terminology. Now it's possible that uh, because one of the big narratives about this new Batman has been, well, he killed a bunch of people uh, and he was very violent and was, you know, branding people. And are we going to see a Batman? There's been a lot of talk about how his arc in the DCU in these films is going to be him exploring and regretting and coming to terms with the fact that he crossed lines in the past and that he's more he's going to be more heroic and all that. So that could be that that was really you know, because I I agree with you. They didn't just use the they didn't. Matt Reeves isn't the kind of guy who's going to release a statement that's not thought out and that's not aware of the, his choice of words. Um, it's just to me a question of how much that's a, a reference specifically speaking to those concerns about the how you know where Batman's going and is he going to be exceedingly dark or not and. Uh, also to avoid overuse of if you're trying to establish that this is we're going to do a new cinematic take on batman it's a new vision then using the phrase the dark knight that's so associated with the previous on-screen incarnation is probably something you don't want to do too much so it would make sense that if one person's going to use the phrase dark knight that the other uses a different term for batman and cape crusader has actually kind of become a little more popularized among fandom 
lately and over the last few years uh people were nervous about it but it's uh for a while during the nolan years people were like don't say that that sounds too that doesn't sound dark and brooding enough but over time eventually it's become more acceptable and i think a lot of us have used you know tend to use it in our articles on and off again so uh, but yeah it's definitely an interesting point to consider and what it might mean uh yeah it also raises just talking about that raises the point that when they talk about a new version and a new vision for Batman and uh, a new take on the character, that it could be that it may be that we're we're reading too much into that and that what they're specifically saying is this is the first solo Batman movie since Christopher Nolan's movies. Right. And it's a new take on Batman. This is launching the new Batman franchise and it's going somewhere different than where it's gone before, and it's a different take, and it's a new vision. So there's a lot of things it could mean, and we'll have to wait till we hear more word of, about the project's development to really know for sure how much to read into it. But uh, it's I'm just so excited that we've got Matt Reeves on board yes. finally, <laughs> and I feel very hopeful and optimistic Um even though I have concerns about how long Ben Affleck was going to be committed to the character, I've, I have reached the point like you where it's, I think he's going to be in it. Uh, probably more likely than not, he will be in this movie, it sounds like, until I hear something different. But I, uh, my optimism for Batman and for the DCU is definitely a lot higher again the last couple of days with this this news. Yeah, well, this goes back to what I was saying two shows ago and then and then our last episode. If we get Matt Reeves, everything's fine. Th- that really is my mindset. I, I very much wanted Matt Reeves to come in and, and take this job. And now that he has it, now that he's officially directing the Batman, um, you know, when I... When I lay out possibilities of, you know, like I said, I'm I'm taking for for now, I'm taking Ben Affleck at his word, but just not getting too attached to the idea of him starring in the Batman, just in case it, it ultimately doesn't happen. But the thing is, I'm I'm okay with either outcome. I am okay if Ben Affleck stays as Batman, that's great. If Ben Affleck leaves, um, and then Matt Reeves has to cast somebody else as Batman. I am okay with either scenario and I will feel good about either scenario because I believe in the filmmaker who is in charge of this movie and potentially this franchise uh, for the foreseeable future. So I'm not, there's nothing to really worry about on my end as, as it comes to So when I, if I throw it out there, the Ben Affleck might, might not do it. I'm just acknowledging a possibility. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it to put to, that to cause panic or say that there or that I'm panicking, it's it really is like everything that I needed to feel confident about this movie exists now within the director who's been hired. And it's you know, it's the same kind of thing of uh you know, when Christopher Nolan was there, like I wasn't you know, when I was feeling good about who was directing Batman films before, like I wasn't uh you know, just like and I when I thought that Ben Affleck the same confidence I had when Ben Affleck was directing Batman, and I didn't have doubts that he was going to direct the Batman. When I believe in the filmmaker who's in charge of what's going on, 
then everything else I trust is going to fall into place. You know, when you have right. when you have the right person leading it, then they are going to they are going to find ways to make it work. And they may have to come up with solutions. Some of the things that we may hear about, some things we may never hear about, but are problems that they have to solve. But they're good at what they do, and they solve those problems because that and that's a huge part of what they get paid for. Um, and they deliver. Uh, outstanding films matt reeves has done that already he hasn't done it for batman but he's done it and you know there's no reason not to feel supremely confident in him so all the confidence i need in the batman i have now because matt reeves is officially signed to go in and direct it so um, i feel positive about this pretty much no matter what happens the only thing that would ruin my day is if matt reeves walked but now there's no now there's no concern of that like that already happened and it got resolved he signed uh, it's happening and everything is looking really really great for the batman franchise right now um and then that this may be the most we hear about the batman franchise for a little while now because i know it's been crazy and i know we've had a ton of news and and had to you know jump on podcasts really quickly to talk about all this but now we probably we may not hear as much for uh for a little bit but at least this last big piece of news that we got for that i think that we'll get for the time being uh was really really positive and, and a huge step but that doesn't mean we'll stop talking about batman news we will still of course be back each and every week uh and in the meantime mark where can everybody find you you can find me at Forbes uh, at Forbes.com backslash sites backslash Mark Hughes. And you can find me on Twitter at Mark Hughes Films. And you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Sean Gerber. And you can follow Batman News over on the website, BatmanNews.com, or on Twitter at BatmanNewscom. So for Mark, I'm Sean. Thanks, as always, for downloading the show. We'll see you next time. <laughs>